Well, hello, people of Defend the House, and welcome back to The Tower. This is episode two, and if you missed episode one, this is the show where we are ranking every major new AAA release against one another for their place amongst The Tower. Uh, I think a good place to start is in volume one. The Tower was simply a physical stack of games, as you can see here. Uh, but I believe it's had a little bit of a facelift. Um, yeah, it's probably already appeared in the video. Uh, but yeah, we, we had the idea of, you know, like a tower and then physical stack of games. And then it just sort of kept extrapolating out of that. Mm -hmm. And we ended up with stop motion. And that went to miniatures. And now I've got this giant thing that I have nowhere to store in my condo. And oh god, what are we doing? Uh, but yes, the tower has been dramatically transformed from a stack of games into a beautiful, beautiful, weird thing. Wow. Um, look at it. It did turn out pretty okay. It does look cool. <laughs> I, I say. I can't physically see it now, but I have seen it. And it was, yeah. uh, it's pretty impressive. It's been dramatically transformed. It's pretty cool. We've got a lot of space for games. Yeah. Uh, a lot of tower growth. If we exceed the height limit... We'll worry about that in the future because let me tell you right now, I'm not making two of these towers side by side because it mm -hmm. will really look a lot like a certain pair of oh. two towers. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, so it's going to be one tower. And you know, maybe the rings reference, you know? Yeah, they look a lot like the twin okay, towers. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, maybe not. So that's a, that's a problem for the future, yeah. but uh, yes. There's um there are special places for the really special games too. Should we eventually have a game that's so terrible uh that it, it, there is a graveyard that it will sit amongst uh, esteemed peers of terrible mm, games. The trash pile. Uh, it's so bad it doesn't even belong in the tower. Nice, I like it. And you know maybe maybe there'll be a game one day that goes beyond the tower into Whoa. the clouds into the heavens. Um, okay. yeah. So that's the tower. It's, yeah, it's gotten a little out of hand in the way our stuff always tends to. <laughs> yes, it is the way. We also, oh, so uh, for two, two Patreon related things, okay. we have a, I'm going to do, I have a big behind the scenes, little like behind the scenes thing documenting the Making creation of. that that'll be up cool. by the time this video is live. Um, and then we are also now taking suggestions for games to rank on the tower right. from our Patreon folk from the tier two and up, the Walker tier and up. Mm -hmm. So a little while ago, I put the call out for game suggestions. The only criteria was actually a lot of criteria because we don't want to play a whole bunch of different types of games, but yeah. we solicited a list of games from the Patreon people and we are going to rank one of them. Okay. One of the games from the list. Yeah. I will quickly yeah. bomb through the list just so people get an idea of the types of games we were suggested. A lot of them are pretty familiar to us, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Shovel Knight, Hotline Miami, Frontline Fuel of War. I had to look that one up. I have no idea what that is. Um, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlebit Remastered, today's, you know, hot game of the hour that'll be dead by the time this video is live. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, uh, too. Va Vampire Survivors, Hi-Fi Rush, which was actually suggested by two people, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, hmm. Minecraft, perhaps you've heard of it, uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, Wolfenstein The New Order, Persona 5 Royal, Pizza Tower, 
That just sounds like a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Left for Dead 2, Outlast Trials, and Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. So for now, we're just gonna we're just gonna manually pick a game. I, I think eventually, yeah. you know, eventually we might get to a point where we make it a random thing. I guess it depends, like how busy things are. Because yeah. I saw someone put Persona Five Royale in there. I don't have time to we, play we that. We don't have time to play like a 150-hour JRPG. It's just gonna. I like, mean, you really, basically yeah. played that already, but I know there's like an extra 20 hours of stuff in Royal Royale Edition. Yeah, I think um, we we'll always have to incorporate some manualness to the selection process. But we could always like you know pick a handful that we really like and then randomize from there. Maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. We're gonna f- sort of figure it out from episode to episode and how it progresses. Um, a lot of the games we've played before. The only problem was a lot of them. We've only played once, and it was a long time ago. So, like, I don't know, Sunset Overdrive, yeah, Wolfenstein: The New Order. You know, we played those games. We could discuss them, but it's been seven, eight years since we played them. So, we decided we were gonna go for one that we were more familiar with, a little fresher on. Um, we contemplated Hi-Fi Rush as well, but we, which we have both played and we discussed on the podcast. Yeah, but we neither of us finished it, and just don't feel quite comfortable like really ranking it uh because of that and also because like especially for you and and for me as well it's not our genre no um and so it just feels a little i don't know it feels a little unfair almost to hi-fi rush because it's it's sort of not quite for us but uh it's obviously like a good and revered game and i just don't like the rhythm music combat genre so i don't know yeah, so it's, you know, a little tricky to balance here. Um, so, the first Patreon-suggested game we're going to rank mm-hmm. is a, a little game called Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> and that was suggested by a tick a Tickmas. Thank you for the suggestion. And that was the one that jumped out the most to me as me well. Too. Because I was like, it's Minecraft, you know? It has uh, to be on the tower somewhere. It's like the game in yeah. a lot of ways. I would say Minecraft is almost beyond a game at this point. It's almost like a platform. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I regard it le- definitely less as a game and as a platform and a tool set for yeah. Minecraft experiences. I also can't think of any game that's ever expanded out of control than Minecraft from where it started. Yeah. Maybe Fortnite. Maybe Fortnite. The Fortnite needs like five more years to catch up with where Minecraft has gone, at least in my mind. I agree, yeah. Like it's, you know, Fortnite is crazy, of course, but Minecraft is like, Minecraft is like Lego, you know? It's like, yeah. it's like, it's it's beyond, I don't know. Like everyone knows what Minecraft is. Fortnite is also Earth, just like, I feel a, like. It's like a spin on what PUBG started. It, it obviously popularized the Battle Royale genre and is... I was going to say was, but it is hugely influential on a lot of things. Um, but, like, the core of Minecraft, when it came out, it was so, like, revolutionary in the indie scene. Oh, yeah. Like, no one had done anything like that. Um, and I feel like even if Minecraft came out today, it would still be like, holy shit, this is such, like, a fresh and interesting idea. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, I actually, on occasion, listen to some older gaming podcasts for fun, because it's fun to, like hear where things were at 10 years ago and <clears throat> not too long ago i listened to one where minecraft had just come up hit like beta or alpha which would have been 
I don't know, 2010? Uh, yeah. And um, there was so much discussion about, like, that's not a video game. Like, they, people were so confused about what, what counts as a game back then. It didn't have an ending it's, for ages. Well, and it, it was so nebulous and so free form. And, you know, games yeah. like games nowadays are so different than they were 10 years ago. And people regard them so differently. 10 years ago, everyone was like, a video game is an eight hour campaign and a multiplayer, you know, and mm-hmm. like, that's it. And nowadays, like games mean whatever, whatever you want them to be, whatever the developer comes up with. And I feel like Minecraft is a major part of shifting people's ideas of what a video game can be because yeah. of how different it was and how freeform it was. So it's like the dream PC game in a lot of ways. I think me and you specifically have complained a lot about these games which come out and we kind of want them to be more broken open than they are. I remember when PUBG came out and we were like, wow, I can't wait till this game gets like broken open and there would be like modded the, servers. Yeah. And same with Apex and uh, Fortnite actually has opened up a little bit. But so many of these games are just so locked down. Minecraft was crazy because I wasn't even a PC gamer when it came out. I had this little MacBook and I had to keep the render distance to low. So my opening like year of Minecraft was this foggy landscape. Um, But a Minecraft server, which you can even do on Xbox nowadays, was just so new and fresh to me. Um, I know there's been a lot of PC games like that. But the idea yeah. of like an ongoing server which is hosted by someone else, which is perpetual, and you can log on whenever you want, it becomes like a social environment. It was just like mind-blowing at the time. And now that you can do it on Xbox, that's crazy. And it's just, it's also like a game that just is, I don't know, people still, like, people that are very minimally interested in games um, still on occasion like talk to me and say like, jokingly talk about minecraft and be like oh do you make minecraft videos for a living and it's like no but i fucking wish (laughs) i wish yeah and and like people to some degree still regard minecraft as like a children's game for babies but like i think it's complex minecraft is so much more than that and it's and i feel like that's such a dismissive attitude towards minecraft it's like it's like looking at Lego and saying Lego's for children. It's like, well, no, A, they're $4,000 for a Lego set. And they all say like 18 plus on them because they're so complicated to make. Mm. Uh, and it's just like, it's a tool set that is fun for anyone that has creativity yeah. in them, really. And like, I, I, you know, yeah, you can, there's all these weird mods and survival mode and this and that. I, I've always liked Minecraft as just a building tool with a mm. nice vibe. And I like the exploration part of Minecraft. It's a fun world to explore and the crafting system is fun. Finding your first uh, chunk of diamond is still exciting like 10 years later, at least when you're on a new server. Um, Yeah, and the way it's expanded into like this platform, I've been playing uh, a bunch of custom maps recently just within the Microsoft, whatever you want to call it, Xbox Game Pass PC thing. Um, and it's cool. Like, I, I, that these aren't like as creative as the Java modded scripted stuff. Uh, but within just like the Xbox ecosystem, there's like a bunch of interesting and new ways to play Minecraft. Yeah. And also, I as like an internet YouTube nerd, I like watching Minecraft ebb and flow almost generationally at this point. Mm. Well, like I was there for the beginning of the Yogg's cast and the Shadow of Israfel Machinima series, which felt really fresh at the time. And then Minecraft died and was made fun of. Uh, and then the Zoomers came along and started making content on yeah. YouTube. And they, you know, there was Tommy in it and Dream. And they brought back Minecraft. And I think 
Now for the and Zoomers. They're all richer than we are and will exactly. retire 10 times over. <laughs> and I think, I, I don't keep on top of it, but I think maybe Minecraft is lulling again. And then I don't know what the next gen is called, Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure in five years they will have their own Minecraft renaissance. It just keeps coming back for every generation when like the new content creators come up. It's just never going to die and it's going to be here forever. Yeah, and like there's a reason it's the best-selling game of all time by yeah. an enormous factor. Like it's at 238 million units as of 2021. Yeah, and we keep going back ourselves. Like we take like two-year breaks, but we oh, keep yeah. going back for like and the RTX just... update, for you oh, know, the, the, custom, the custom so stuff. Good. It's, um, yeah, it's a one-of-a-kind. Absolutely. It might be like the best game ever made. Yeah, like when people ask what's the best game ever made, and I, I feel like the obvious answers are Tetris and mm. Minecraft. Yeah. Because they're just forever games. They'll just they literally forever. forever be good. Tetris will always be good. In a thousand years when people are on spaceships fleeing the burning earth, Tetris will still be fun. Yeah. And so will Minecraft. <laughs> like. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um... So is it better than Elden Ring? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have a problem here. We have a problem. Yeah. Um, what do we do if a game is so good that it's going to sit at the top of the tower forever? Um, because that will break the excitement of this show. We want there to be some competition when it comes to the top of the tower and the bottom of the tower. That's the coveted spots. Uh, one more coveted than the other. But we always want that to be... They probably won't change that frequently, but we do want there to be big events where the top and the bottom changes. It would be like a really fun yes. moment to happen across the years. And we can't put Minecraft at the top of the tower because it we could die before it moves. It would just ruin a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't put it somewhere. Yeah, so it needs to be put somewhere. And I think what we'll, I think what we'll do yeah. is to sort of mirror the idea of the graveyard which is a place of dishonor a, a game so dishonorable right so bad that it you know it sits separate from the tower in a, in in shame i think we need the opposite of that to balance it out okay and it might we might in both cases we might need more than one spot of dishonor and honor yeah i don't know we'll see um but i think minecraft can sit beyond the tower Whoa. it can sit in the clouds above the tower in the upper echelon like cloud nine yeah in the heavens i think that feels good a legendary status yeah it like it really would just completely ruin the tower if we had something like minecraft at the top because it would just be at the yeah exactly and so and there's a few other games which come to mind which if the patrons pick those games they would also like break the tower i won't say what they are because obviously the patrons will mm -hmm. i'm just going to say them but there are a couple games which would also break the tower forever yeah i could think of two or three yeah. three off the top of my head i think um i think that's fun i have a lot of you know headroom space on my tower set yeah and i think putting something so good above the tower and where it just lives forever in the yeah. heavens feels good. And it's good. It's a good thing to have. It's a good tool to have because, you know, maybe in the future we'll get lucky oh, yeah. and there will be a new AAA release where we're like, this game is so good, it's not fair. And it will go up there uh, with Minecraft as a new release. That would be very exciting. That's a dream. Death Stranding 2. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> that's going to the bottom in the graveyard. <laughs> 
yeah, I, that would be it. Would be really cool if eventually there was a, a new release that was so good we Th- had that's to. That's why put we're it in the hobby the tower. That would be wild. Just waiting yeah. for that. It could happen. Oh, it yeah. could definitely happen. I hope it does. Hopefully there's not too many graveyard contenders. That would, I would be unfortunate. I would say that's more likely than the opposite. Yeah. All right, there you go. Minecraft. All a right. little game. Easily ranked. It's yeah. already broken the rules. <laughs> it's made new rules. It's made new that's rules. How that's, how, that's how good Minecraft is, yeah. All right. Back to our usual programming of ranking all the new release AAA games. Uh, the next one chronologically is at this point not really very new uh, a certain game called Zelda has slowed everything down uh, but regardless mm. right before that Star Wars uh, S- Survivor was that the first one Star Wars Jedi colon Survivor St- uh, okay. the franchise is called Star Wars Jedi oh okay and the first one was colon something <laughs> Fallen Order Fallen Order, Fallen Order. There yeah. we go. Um, so when Fallen Order came out, for a little, yeah. um, you know, backstory, we've discussed it. Somewhere. Yeah, we, we did a little roundup podcast. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was for a long time our longest video. Uh, oh it was yeah, the Death was Stranding, the Death Modern Warfare yeah. 2, Jedi Survivor roundup. Yeah. So when that game came out, I had issues with uh, most parts of it. I thought the combat was rough. I thought the platforming was rough. Uh, but it got like a, a massive free pass because it was really unusual for like a big AAA shooter team to just go so off the course from what they usually do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Respawn were trying to do a Star Wars IP kind of from software inspired melee combat thing, um, which yeah. was kind of, I don't know, they got like almost respect for it, for just doing something different. I think we all like it when... Uh, AAA developers don't get stuck in like this little alleyway and spread out. So mm-hmm. we got a lot of um, goodwill is the term I'm looking for. A lot of goodwill towards Fallen Order. And I think the consensus for us and maybe in general was this needed a bit more time, but it mm-hmm. could be really good in the future. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll let you say what you thought about Fallen Order before we go any further. I think we both agreed in the chat. We were like, this is almost good. Almost. It's not, you know, not amazing, um, but like it was almost good, which is, you know, I, and I would be very specific about that. It wasn't almost great. Yeah. It wasn't almost amazing. It was almost good. Um, yeah, it needed it needed more polish, uh, yeah. but it also just needed a little bit more thought to bring it sort of cohesively together into something that made a lot of sense because yeah. it was a bit disjointed in its ideas. And I was very curious about a sequel because I mm-hmm. thought, you know, it's a sequel. You iterate and improve and bring things together in a more coherent manner. Yeah. Traditionally, that's what sequels mean. And so I was very, very curious <laughs> to see what they were going to do with, um, what's this game called? Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Um, they didn't and they do didn't. that. <laughs> they didn't do they that. They didn't do that. And I... They when they you know when they announced it I was like okay and then they showed gameplay you know like I don't know in December or something and I was like hmm this looks identical yeah. to the first game right down to the jank ass animations um and I went in with an open mind and open heart 
And um, yeah, they just made the exact same game, exactly the same quality yeah. again. This is this is the least improved sequel I think I've ever played in my entire life, and I ca- I kind of can't believe it. Yeah, I would say the only part that's like a a decent little bit improved is just like the graphics are better. Uh, that's sure. inevitable with yeah. time. Um, but yeah, they didn't do anything did, to this improve. Is just, this is just an expansion. <laughs> yeah. To a 2019 rough from software wannabe game. Um, and my goodwill is gone, completely gone. You had four years um, to, to make it like a little bit better and it's just the same shit, dude. And I didn't love it in 2019 and it's 2023. Yeah. Yeah, this was like the middest shit I have played in a long time. I thought pretty much every aspect of it was like really rough and felt quite cheap. It reminded me of like all these wannabes you see, the the surge, uh, lies of p which is coming out soon. Mhm. Um and I was just really shocked because it was almost good in 2019. So why didn't you just put in the extra time to just bring it together because this game has a, a lot of content. Uh, they've added a lot of stuff. There's new stances, mm-hmm. there's new traversal stuff, obviously a whole new map campaign, characters, writing, voice acting. You know, it's not like a, like a cheap cash-in. They, they put a lot of no. stuff in, but they just, they, they just didn't improve on anything. I agree, In, in a way yeah. which is borderline bewildering. Like, even the part where Cal kind of like falls through terrain when you don't oh, make a jump yeah. is still in the yep. game. It's I so know. weird. It is very odd because I think it's it's sort of a shame because it, it it's the exact same problem as the first game of like man they're they're really close I know, to like almost good they're, they're really close to like a really cool thing yeah but it's just not there Why at not? all and and it's frustrating because there are moments there are aspects of it that I I like. Mm-hmm and enjoyed and there were there were a few chunks of the game where i was like yeah i'm really enjoying this but those were like you know 30 minutes and then it would just sort of go back to the same same old same old and yeah it's it was i was definitely sure i don't know if i maybe i would say shocked by how just like functionally identical all of the issues are yeah it's it's really strange like it's it's janky and rough in the exact same ways. Yes. That's absolutely. the most bewildering part of it. And I would say at this point, everything is starting to feel a little dated. Um, the platforming is very uncharted Tomb Raider. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's reminiscent of that. You're kind of wall running and then swinging on ropes and then double jumping and kind of doing that stuff over and over again. Um, which is like it's still kind of mindless and fun in a in a like a I don't know like an easygoing type of way, uh, but again I just like with Fallen Order, I found a lot of the platforming to just feel just like really rough bad. and odd. It feels bad. I yeah. kept, I kept having these moments where I was trying to jump somewhere and it was like I was going in the wrong direction. <laughs> it's like yeah. the visual design of some of the platforming yes. stuff was really confusing. And I would keep like trying to jump, and it, I was like going in the, in the wrong direction, and it looked like I could go there. And then Cal yeah. does that thing where he just like flops to the ground. It's like, wait, what? What, what just happened there? And it's I like, know. Oh, wait, yes, I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to be going left. Okay, I'm going left. I guess that's that's like my 
one of my two biggest issues with the whole game well there's i think three and they're all like each of the core pillars are which we'll cover it's like combat traversal and like the exploration and traversal they're sort of intermingled a little bit but yeah yeah i was shocked at how many times i'm playing through the game and like we're not idiots we play a lot of games yeah it's very clear where you're supposed to go in games for a reason. I mean, it's a Star Wars and, game. It should be made for idiots anyway. And yeah, we'll come back to that a few <laughs> times because that's the another huge part. It's a Star Wars game. Yeah. There should be a certain level of accessibility there. Very accessible. And, and I, I have, you know, I respect the idea of like, oh, we don't want to just make every climbable path, you know, a yellow handhold like every game. But there's a reason things are yellow in games because it's very clear where you're supposed to go. And yeah. the number of times, yeah, where it was just like, I'm standing there, I'm like, uh, uh, do I, am I going left? Am I going right? Am I going up? I have no idea which way I'm supposed to go here. Let's try this way. Nope, there go, bleh, fall to your death. Um, that happened every 10 minutes, 15 yeah, minutes. Same. Like, constantly, everywhere. I, I, like, it's, you're, you're doing a lot of traversal. And, yeah, it's it's literally like every 15 minutes you get to a spot where you either miss a jump uh, because you are doing it incorrectly or you just have no idea where you're supposed to go. And it's like baffling because it's a triple A video game and it's Star Wars and it's Respawn. Like they know what they're doing or at least the the shooter team that made Titanfall knows how to make it clear, you know. It's just odd that like it got through testing because i i don't i remember it happening a few times in the first game but it's like they ramped it up for this game uh and it just makes every time you're exploring feel bad it does feel bad yeah you just lose the momentum and you're like uh i don't am i it makes you feel like an idiot Mm -hmm. and that's not fun especially because it's star wars it's not like some fucking weird Japanese game called Dark Souls, you know, 10 years ago when no one knows what you're doing. Like, it's it's a Star Wars game? I can't imagine people that play two or three games a year who I know are going to pick this game up because it's Star Wars, they're going to... They're going to be like... Every four minutes, they're just going to be like looking at a guide because it's so unclear where you're supposed to go sometimes. Yeah. I also just feel like even when it works, it doesn't feel great. No, it's it has yeah. that like I mean overly snappy magnetism, which just doesn't like look and feel amazing at times. That if that applies to everything in this game, yeah. it just never feels great. It, it never ever. feels good. The only thing that I think feels good is the the little uh, dash through the green doors. Yeah, the green energy fields. <laughs> very specific, that feels know, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything else in the game never felt good. And it's not short. Uh, it's like tw- 20 hours or so. Yeah, I rushed, a- but yeah. And I never at any point felt like I got it when it comes to traversal and <sighs> yeah. combat. Um, and that's just really weird to me. Even when you do get it, there just wasn't a lot of, um, you know, platforming sequences, which I was like, wow, that was so satisfying. Yeah. The one, the one standout sequence for the whole game for me was the 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 end of the like desert section when you're with the girl and there's like the weird giant. When you're like, uh, yeah, the drill was it drill? What come The weird drill thing that's chasing you and you're like zipping around. I was like, 
that's a cool set piece. That was fun. I did it without failing. Um, I still that found was like that the... like Superman flying bit like a bit strange looking. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of cool. It's, yeah, cinematically, it was it's cool. It's a, it's a little jank for sure, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh, that was a good set piece. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and it didn't fuck up. But that was the only time. <laughs> that didn't fuck <laughs> that up. That was the only time in the whole game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we should probably talk about combat. Ugh. Oh man. Um, I oh. fucking hate the combat in this game. <laughs> the combat. I good. did not like it in the first game. It felt like shit, yeah. and it feels worse here. So. For me, there is either there's there's two things which happen in combat for me. Either I find this game an absolute cakewalk where I just shred everything in a way which is fine. It's a little mindless, but but I feel like everything is now like an easy Sekiro, where it's like you either dodge or you parry, and then everything dies. Or there's a big group of enemies, and it's just really annoying to deal with. Yep. Um, I feel like this game is lacking... AI, which prioritizes when to attack you. I know people complain about, oh, in Assassin's Creed, the enemies are just like waiting for the, the, his friend to attack you. And it's because, yeah, it feels good. It feels good when right. only two enemies attack you at a time in Arkham games and Assassin's Creed games, even if it's an immersion-breaking thing. Um, yeah. But it feels like this game just doesn't really have that. And you can get into a room and be like shot by three things. You're being aim flinched or whatever you want to call it, like stunned. And then like four enemies are charging you at a time. And like the faster than you can run and dodge. And I just felt like I was getting ganked in a way which is really unsatisfying and annoying. And yeah. I'm sure like I wasn't the best at the combat. I'm sure there was crowd control stuff. I wasn't utilizing that well. But I'm like, I'm like pretty good at the combat when I'm not getting ganked. Like I pretty much didn't die in boss fights because again, it's like an easy Sekiro when it's just like one on one. Um, but yeah, I just found the grouping of enemies really frustrating and annoying, like the way they were like organized and designed in a room, because you have like these enemies which are like in the distance, but you can't just deflect the blasters, you have to like run and like try and jump up to them and slash them and chuck your lightsaber. And I just, I just found the combat encounters annoying a lot of the times or really easy. It's one of those two. Yeah. I found them mostly, it's extremely annoying. Mm -hmm. Uh... I like the idea of the different stances. I think that's a cool, you know, I'm always down for like, hey, there's different ways to play. And I was glad to be able to like pick the ones that I liked, which was I used the blaster and the heavy, the heavy stand. Yeah, I used heavy and like two handed. It's nice to have like a fast and like a big heavy one, which made sense. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is really just that the combat like the traversal it just never feels good no the animation and, is like janky and you can't you can't even like string stances together so it's kind of like one or the other i don't know and you can't there's not there's just never a good flow no there's never a, a time where i'm like oh yeah i'm in it this is and this is feeling good and i i think one of the things i notice that really irks me is that there is a lack of uh, for for want for a better term, a lack of like auto aim basically with the attacks. There's a lack of right. auto connecting in the sense of like you know when you're within a certain range and you hit the hit hit the swing button, you might nudge the character forward a little bit more to make oh, sure the, yes. the swing hits. Right, right. Like Final Fantasy 16. Uh, yeah. you know you're gonna hit when you hit X if you're in range of someone. But this game, it's like you weren't in the perfect range. Yeah. You're missing. And it, it just like constantly feels bad. It's a Star Wars game. Where you're swinging. Like, add some generosity to stuff. 
Right, where you're swinging and missing because you're like one inch further away than you're supposed to be. Uh, it, it just is. It just doesn't feel good at all. Yeah. And uh, and then the other problem is like I'm I. I think you're supposed to play like super parry heavy. I think you're supposed to like block and parry yeah, things all I did the time. A, did a lot of par- I kind of built my character around like whenever I parry, it like breaks their what's their like stance bar, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure, whatever it's called. Yeah. How did you even build? I don't even know how you. <laughs> I don't know, but that did help. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, like I. I it just doesn't feel right uh, for Star Wars. Mm. I. I don't like parrying in games. I don't think it's f- like a mechanically fun thing to do. I- I've just never enjoyed it. I'm not good at the timing with parries either, but I just think the idea of like, I'm standing here waiting for you to hit me so I can hit the block button so I can get one hit in and just like repeating that forever is just not a f- Like I want to play aggressively in all games. That's fair. And Star Wars, I don't know, like you're a Jedi, a surviving Jedi, uh with a, a like death beam in your hand and you're supposed to play like block poke block poke block poke and it's like that's so fucking boring like yeah i don't want to do that uh and yeah the amount the number of times where i was like almost gonna scream at the fucking game in the combat encounters just like it was constant i was so fucking annoyed by the combat all the way through yeah, I don't think I had as much problems, but I definitely encountered them myself. And I would, you know, I would consider myself like reasonably good at yeah, oh, yeah. these types of games. And you I for had, sure. I had a very like cheap setup. I can't remember exactly what I had, but again, I was parrying all the time with the heavy sword. And I would like stun mm. and just smash them down. And yeah, even I had encounters just like that. Yeah, I, I, I lowered the difficulty multiple times to get through an encounter um and i think when i finally said fuck this and just like bombed through the the last few hours of the game i lowered it to story difficulty just to be done with it yeah uh because i and honestly and i think we said this the first time and i i feel this way about this game the game just feels better when uh you're mowing through people and it's like a linear action scene basically Mm -hmm. uh i remember specifically from the first game the end hour or so when you're in like an underground under there's like a base yeah. or something and Darth Vader shows up and it's like a linear action game and and they lower the difficulty of the enemies for sure because you're supposed to be like moving through things quickly and it was like that was fun you're just sort of cutting through guys and it's more interesting sort of i mean it probably wouldn't work for 15 hours but the game just feels so fucking unforgiving and difficult on normal most of the time and it's baffling because it's star wars yeah uh i I don't get that at all uh and there were a few boss fights where i was just like i'm gonna fucking break my controller if i don't lower the difficulty down to baby mode right now one fight in particular is just like what the fuck are you guys doing with this difficulty like i i I have no idea how you're supposed to beat this (laughs) um the thing is it's not a difficulty thing either because like i didn't have many problems with the boss fights because that's where you can abuse the sekiro system it's a one-on-one fight and you either dodge uh the dodging is like really annoying in this game if you try to do like one backdash you're gonna get hit depending on the direction you go in so you just kind of have to like spam b as many times as you can and cal does this like awkward like triple backstep to get out the way Mm. um but yeah i didn't have any problems with the boss fights because i was just exploiting the parry system 
Um, but regardless, like, I didn't die a huge amount in this game, but even when I the did. combat system <laughs> worked for me, yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of time where I was a lot of times where I was like, "Damn, that was fucking cool." Yeah, because again, all the like the fun tricks, the novelty is still there from the first game. Like, I remember playing the first game and thinking it was cool to like hold down the block button and auto deflect the blaster shots. Um, that was you know novel and cool the first time, or when you pick up a guy uh, with your force power and stab him. Um, but, you know, we've, we've done that in, in 2019. It's kind of all the right. s- same stuff. And force pushing off a ledge is still kind of goofy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, mind-controlling animals was, was pretty cool. I never... I did that once or twice. It was, like, quite, it was uh, quite useful in, like, big combat things, too. Um, I, I put a lot of specs into mind-controlling people because, again, uh, group combat was annoying. So I, yeah, I went yeah. full spec into that stuff just to make other people fight for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, this, I don't know, I think the combat system just needed, like, a new spark to it. Um, like, the rage at the end, kind of a spoiler, that was kind of cool, when you got, like, almost the dark side rage, where you went crazy. Mm. Um, Yeah. That was, like, the last couple of hours. Um, I don't know, the combat system for me, even though I, I, like, wasn't having as much difficulty, still, nah, I just, this is just, like, not, not there. It's not good enough for, like, a triple-A Star Wars game, in my opinion. At least if you want to fit into this genre. If you want a future in this genre, you know, the competition is high. Um, everyone wants a piece of it. Um, no one seems to be able to get a piece of it because no one can make one of these good, apparently, except for From Software. Yeah. But yeah, um, if we weren't doing the tower, I would like not play the next game off of the back of this game. Uh, because if you're not going to show a willingness to want to propel your game forward, then I don't know. You just like lose my interest in seeing it progress. Oh, yeah. I don't want to play a 2019 game in 2026. No, no, no. Th- that's the other thing. I just don't. I just don't think the I, like all the different ideas in this game work or make sense mm. for what the game is supposed to be, which is a Star Wars game. I just like okay. The, the Dark Souls stuff adds nothing. Yeah. I don't know why it's in this game. I don't know why. They have all these meditation points. I don't know why enemies respawn. I don't know why you lose your souls or half of them or whatever. Um, I don't know why any of the Dark Souls stuff is in there aside from being like, it's Star Wars, but Dark Souls. And it's like, they're so antithetical to each other. Like, yeah, it is. They don't make, it's like oil and water. Like it's Star Wars is supposed to be, and I, We'll talk about this in a second as well. I don't give a fuck about Star Wars, <laughs> but Star Wars is mainstream, casual, fun, popcorn, nice, easygoing stuff. Yeah. That's why Star Wars is popular. And so pairing that with like these weird systems from a game that is extremely hardcore, uh, just it just doesn't make sense to me. I and this the Dark Souls systems just are there. They don't add to the experience. In Dark Souls, they're there for a reason, right? Because the game is hard. You're going to die. You, you're punished. You're overcoming things. Yeah, this is a bit it's weird. Not like, it's not like you're dying a lot in this game and, oh, I got to do, oh, my souls. Oh, God, I got to get back to my souls. Like, that's not happening in this game. It's like a linear action game. Do you, like, with these... <laughs> do you like have to include these mechanics to like use the metadata of the souls like tag in your SEO or some shit? Right, it's it's just no very idea. odd. Like it's just 
I, I think the idea of, you know, exploration, sort of open hub areas, Metroidvania elements, like, sure, fine. I don't necessarily think they add anything to the game, but I get those, right, in Star Wars. Yeah. I can see it. But when you put in Dark Souls elements, and it's it just doesn't make sense to me at all. And I think... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Actually, the, first game, the first game was like, okay, this is an interesting idea. But when you see it again four years later... I'm just I just look at it and I'm like I don't I don't think this is a good fit. Like I don't think this makes sense. When I see Ubisoft is making like a big dumb third person open world action Star Wars game, I'm like that makes sense for Star Wars, right? Yeah. Dark Souls Star Wars it, it just I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um I'm not Maybe if yeah. it was executed really well, it would yeah. make more sense. I don't know, I'm but not, I, just, I Yeah, I'm not fully committed to that. I think maybe there is something here. I do maybe enjoy some of the boss fights because I know, I know they didn't really work well for you, but like the idea of having like a lightsaber battle in Star Wars only makes sense if there is some sort of combat system there with mm -hmm. like an edge of difficulty. Um, but when you're going around the world, it like feels stupid to be killed by a, like a big droid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like two droids punch you to death and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. I just want to like go over here to this little location. I've been like killed by a droid and some, I don't know. I don't know Star Wars lore and character names, unfortunately, but I've been hit with a guy with a stick and <laughs> my Jedi's dead on normal difficulty. Yeah. I would say like there's two moments I really enjoyed in the combat and it's when you are shredding down droids who are like have no chance of defeating you and it yeah. was uh, when a boss fight is having like a good ebb and flow for me. Those are the two moments which work because those are like the two kind of power fantasies of Star Wars. It's like when they shred down enemies without a thought and there is like the massive duel at the end of all the Star Wars movies where there's like the big back and forth. And, like, the middle ground of, like, you fighting seven guys and, like, getting, like, pushed around and stun-locked, uh, that's where it just doesn't really feel good or work or maybe even make sense. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think you can make a good game with good melee combat in Star Wars. I think that all makes sense. It's just the, like, the peripheral Dark Souls-y stuff that I just... Yeah, yeah. It just is so non... It just adds nothing to think, the game. And I think I, the Souls I, I games get it. have, like, some lore to explain why enemies respawn upon a, like a bonfire rest some oh, sort I'm sure of like they do, yeah. innocuous weird stuff but in star wars it's just like right it's just a soul it doesn't make sense in a star wars game it's weird no <laughs> it doesn't make sense in star wars the that's logic? the thing for me like i'm with you i think you know absolutely a, a game with, that has lots of fun chopping up the roger roger droids yeah. for sure and then you have like really cinematic duels i'm i'm there for that uh but i just like, the combat just doesn't work for me in the game, and so it sort of makes all that not fun. But it, it yeah. on paper, that makes sense. But on paper, the, the Dark Souls stuff, just I just don't get it anymore at this point uh, for, for this game or for Star Wars yeah. stuff. It's, it's, not, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not even just that. It's just like everything just doesn't feel good. It just doesn't feel no. good. The dodging doesn't feel good. Like, the I don't know. I, I think I've said enough about combat. I want to say something positive. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually I really like the characters in this yes. game. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm 100%. Let's yeah. say something positive. Um, I think the story is a little bit simple, but I don't mind that. I have no problem if a video game wants to be a little bit of a MacGuffin chase to achieve something. That's completely fine. Not every video game needs to be, you know, like a JRPG or like a movie. It's fine. Uh, it's, a, it's a simple story, but it takes you to cool locations. Um, but yeah, I 
thought the cast of characters was much better than in the first game. Uh, they all have a reason to be there. They all have more depth. They kind of all go places. Um, I think the crew gels together really well. Um, mm-hmm. I like Cal Kestis a lot. Really? Okay. I do. I don't. Because <laughs> uh, I think... I. I think he has a bit more going on than just the Jedi... I don't know, he, has, he almost has like a bit of a Jedi complex, and everyone around him is like, is this, is this really worth it, dude? Like, why don't we just go hide on this planet? And yeah, it, I don't know, it was quite simple, but it worked for me. Uh, I think all the performances are really good as well, everyone goes for it. And it's, yeah, it's kind of the only thing that like really kept me going, is I liked the cast of characters and their moments together. And I think all well, the performances were really good. So there you go. A positive from me. Yeah, I think I think Cal's just a bit boring for me. He's just a bit I don't He's know. He's a Jedi though, so you know. Exactly. That's the thing, right? Like it's just an inherent flaw of Star Wars at this point for me. It's just like the Jedi are so fucking boring. I'm so tired. I don't care about the Jedi yeah, at all. That's why Andor a, was so yeah, fun. It's I think like, for a Jedi he's got at least a couple of like facets of personality. Yeah, there's at least, you know, more going on there than Rey and whoever the fuck else from the new movies. There's, like, kind of some conflict a little bit, at least. Internal conflict, yeah. which is good. And he just, like, straight up murders people and, like, gets a bit dark near the end, which I like. Because every Jedi yeah. is just so nice and good. And it's like... Argh. I would like them to lean more into that. I hope so. Into that it internal that conflict. It, it certainly seems like that's what yeah. they're going to do, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the supporting characters are all great. Uh, the what's her name, Marin? His yep. love interest. She's good. They're she both good. good together. Um, uh, the his mentor. Uh, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. She was from the first one as well. She's the that lady that does a lot of voice acting. Yeah. Uh, she's great. She's good. Yeah. Um, the other guy, the guy with the gu- the blaster guy, uh... Jabode. Uh, he's okay Bode? I, like, Bode? Oh, I don't know Bode? Bode? I, I like the the guy from the first game with the four arms he's funny yeah the little onion man I forgot his name the little onion man <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember any of the character names, names. <laughs> yeah uh, they're all good yeah and I agree the The story stuff like the storytelling is well done it reminds me and the first game it was well done yeah. as well it sort of reminds me of like Spider-Man and stuff like Insomniac yeah. games where like the storytelling, you know, the, everyone's committed to it, and they execute well on it. It was a little, like, there wasn't really much intrigue for me, um, but it was still, the cutscenes are well presented and acted, and I was, I was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing are the, 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 like, tertiary characters in the yep, game. The cantina. So the cantina, the whole cantina thing is very odd to me. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really get it either again there's a lot of systems in this game that you're just like why is this oh, here no, it's the horizon forbidden west thing we're like you've got to have a gardening system on the roof. right i almost laugh out loud when it tried to tell I me know. how to garden i was like i'm not fucking gardening no. are you out of your mind no. i'm out of here i like a, a base i like a home base i like the base in horizon um and it's more because of the characters i was more interested in them the cantina is just kind of like full of a bunch of people that yeah. don't matter and you can talk to and they just don't really say anything and it's like okay whatever but there's some fun characters there. i really like the fishing guy the little yeah, scottish cool. fishing lobster guy uh is hilarious i do like uh, but- the side quest incentive which basically just adds more people to the cantina that's like a fun idea yeah yeah it, again though it's like a first draft you know mm. and it's like I like the idea in premise, but the execution is just, it just doesn't, 
eh, it just it didn't quite pop out to me. And the gardening thing did make me laugh. I was just like, who is that someone, for? Someone had some time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> someone wanted hell? to put gardening in the game. It's yeah. a little odd. Uh, yeah, and I. Uh, um, <laughs> Mm. oh 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 uh i actually think the game is kind of it has like a decent sense of humor at times as well in yeah. the sort of peripheral i think they they do really good droid writing and enemy writing there's yeah. a lot of just funny dialogue from the droids i like the uh, psychonauts 2 guy quibble or whatever he's like a giant frog uh you know uh, um raz oh, oh from... that guy oh yeah yeah the guy that's voiced by raz yes yeah, yeah he's funny um, there's an amazing like Austin Powers gag in the middle of the game mm. that comes out of nowhere with the hallway technician where he just like runs down the hallway and is screaming at you and the boss bar pops oh, up. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was genuinely one of the funniest things I've seen it's in a game called, in a like, while. It's just the janitor or something. Yeah, yeah. And like that it really felt like an Austin Powers gag. Yeah. Um and that was very funny. And I was surprised that, you know, yeah, just chuckling at at sort of incidental dialogue popping up yeah. uh, and little moments like that for sure uh yeah we're on to the last part which is exploration yeah oh man um, so god i feel like this the exploration stuff would be really cool if i cared about star wars at all yeah. i was like a big nerd and was like oh i get to customize my lightsaber i'd be like Probably, I'd probably really enjoy it, but I don't care. <laughs> no, so. I mean colors are cool, but like the not like the bolts and like uh, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. See it. No, um, that was we complained about that in the first game. It's just like the exploration rewards weren't satisfying, and they're they're still not satisfying. Well, I had a problem with the fact that they implement roguelite systems where you like hit a wall and it's like you don't have this piece of equipment yeah um but there's like 14 of them so every time yeah. i would explore i just couldn't go somewhere um and i just found that really annoying and off-putting and then yeah. it became this weird thing where i was like well why would i explore when every time i keep hitting this, these dead ends i might as well just wait till i have all these things and that was at like the very end of the game yeah and then it doesn't become like dynamic exploration it just becomes me actually just doing everything at once and it became like his own mini part of the game which is fine, you know, that's not like a big complaint, but I don't know, it just felt like something I should be doing as I go along, but you can't tell if you don't have something unless you like get to the point where you can't proceed. And I just found it continuously annoying to hit roadblocks and be like, uh, all right, I'll just I'll go all the way back and I, I guess I'll come back later. And I just like gave up exploring until like the very, very end of the game. And then, yeah, you just get a bunch of shit I don't really care about. And I wasn't having the hardest time with the game anyway. So I was just like, I don't know. I just, yeah. There wasn't really any like crazy things to find. It was just like a cavern with some platforming and a box. Yeah. Unless I'm forgetting get, something. Like, another lightsaber hilt skin. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, uh, okay. Uh, you know, there were a couple of things you could buy with the discs. Like you could buy a perk thing. But, like, I never changed my perks because I never got more perk slots. Right, and also, yeah. they didn't seem useful at all either. And, and so, yeah, everything you find is just like, okay, oh, I can make BD, BD1, I can change his feet. Oh. 
Like I I, uh, I said everyone I I changed Cal's look slightly. I I didn't. <laughs> I, I just I didn't change his face. I just put a, a the brown leather jacket on him about yeah. forty minutes into the game. I changed the the lightsaber to be purple. Yeah, and I made BD one slightly different, and then I never touched any of it yeah, ever again same. after the first hour. And it, because I was just like I don't care. Like it doesn't matter. I can't see the lightsaber. Uh, hilts bd looks funny all the time and is a little dog thing and <laughs> i i don't really ca- i just don't care about any of that stuff so yeah I, I, uh, yeah um yeah. i don't know what you do to fix that i don't know man i don't know i'm getting, like star wars uh, i'm I, getting tired <laughs> i'm yeah. getting tired it was like some some kind of cool things. I remember like one specific thing is BD one gets like a couple of like utilities where he like shoots a little oh, lightning yeah. thing or like puts like a like a the, the goo like a goo dynamite strip. But I kept pushing the wrong fucking button and using a stim over and over again. Mm. <laughs> like for God's sake, put it on the UI because <laughs> I would get to one of those puzzles and just like use three stims. I like, God, my brain sucks. Yeah. Also, did yeah. you encounter the thing where this game has a set? Full limit, regardless of how fast you're falling or if you double jump at the end. So you oh, can, like, yeah. see mm-hmm. the ground. You can fall, double jump at the last second. So Cal is moving at, like, one mile an hour. Then he just, like, dies when he hits the floor. Yep. It's like the Elden Ring horse. It's really dumb. It looks so yeah. stupid and broken. And there are areas where you're like, that's, like, six feet. Surely I can just drop down there. <laughs> just and you can't you have to climb down you're like why and it looks so stupid as well i know i know yeah i don't i think i like this game less than the first one because when i look back on the first one i'm with you there yeah i I remember a lot of moments being like quite cool and exciting Um, i remember when you get like the giant bird in the first one and that being like a really like cinematic moment and like the ending with darth vader was really cool um Yeah. yeah I mean, like, we probably can't put this in because it's spoiler stuff, but, I mean, who cares? Like, you f- you fight Darth Vader as the lady, and he barely, like, hit me, and it just felt, like, really oh, lame. Really? Yeah. That was the fight. That fight is, like, famously hard online, right? I had to... I oh. couldn't... I failed twice. I got my ass fucking whipped, and I had to drop to story mode. Like, I, I could not beat that fight at all. Yeah. I it, know, that it was, was... unbelievable. It was, like, stupidly difficult. Oh, I got that Sekiro brain, man. He, like, he, I just parried, yeah. everything, <laughs> parried everything. That guy yeah, barely I, hit I me. I couldn't do fucking anything against him. But again, it's like, oh, Dar- there's Darth Vader. Wow. Also, this is, like, miscellaneous and random, but during that part where you, you're playing as that lady, there's a part where you're supposed to pull the ceiling down on, like, this encroaching army, and I didn't... I couldn't spot, like, the, the UI <laughs> oh, yeah. highlighting thing, so I was just running around that, like, docking bay... And oh they're yes, like, they're yeah. like, do something, do something, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I did the same do. thing. What am I supposed I to do here? Thing. And it was just like so awkward. Yeah, there's so many moments of that where like the momentum is there, and then you're just like, boom! I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and it just it's it's just such a weird feeling. People love it's this game. Weird... This got like 86 on Metacritic. What is happening this year? I don't know. What is I going don't on, get man? it. Like some like it's it's so weird. Like the game is just. It's just not there, and I don't understand how... It's almost there. Again. Like, an 85... I just don't get 85, it. 85, you're like, out of your mind. Who's reviewing also, this shit? Also, um, the PC port was fucking terrible! <laughs> yeah, it was. Holy fuck, man! I, I'm i sure you it was patched a bit for you yeah, by the time you bit. got to it, but it was fucking terrible! 
It's like Stutter City. It crashed so many times for me. The PC port is fucked. Uh, and the PC port of the first game was fucked. And they didn't improve any... They didn't improve anything! <laughs> they didn't even polish it more. Like, oh, God. Yeah, it's it's it just doesn't... The game just doesn't work for me. Um, the game has, like, moments of it working for me. But um, I just don't think, like... I don't know, like, for a sequel... You just yeah. gotta make the game better. Like, as a... Isn't that, like, a rule? <laughs> right. I remember, like, playing... I think I was playing Tears of the Kingdom, like, alongside it a little bit, like, a little parallel. Probably, probably, yeah. And I was like... I mean, we're not, we're not going to jump ahead too much. We're almost there, but, uh, like, playing Tears of the Kingdom, I was like, oh, yeah, they just, like, took Breath of the Wild, but they, like, made stuff better. Like, that makes sense, right. logically. That's, like, what you That's do. That's normally how it goes, yeah. Um, I, I mean, apparently not in the West. Apparently, like, the Japanese have figured it out. You, you make a game, and then you make things better. Who would have who would have thunk it? Apparently, Western game design is you just add more content and add an open world and then fucking ship it, and that's a sequel. And nowadays. then you get like five extra points on Metacritic. On Metacritic, thirty percent longer. More yeah. hour playtime. Okay. That's pretty much all people seem to want. Yeah. It's bigger. Uh, Whoa. It would be. It's it's very odd. Like it would be like they. It would be like here's Uncharted One. It's like yeah. This game's, you know, there's some good stuff here, but it needs a lot of work. Yeah. It'd be like if they just, two years later, it's like, yeah, Uncharted 2, it's just, they just made the same game again. But it's 10 hours longer. But it's 10 hours long. It's like, what's going on here? It's like, no, you're supposed to improve it and make it way better. And yeah, they just, they just didn't improve anything. Yeah. Like, it's very weird. Even for like, it's very weird. Even for like, I kind of ripped on Western AAA, but even if you look at just like Horizon and God of War Ragnarok, they, those games are better like objectively from like mechanical standpoints and they have new ideas you know right that's <sighs> yeah, this, yeah this game just it's just the same shit man yeah and it's weird from respawn as well i mean i know there's a bunch of different i mean respawn is a huge thing and there's tons of different teams you know this is a different team from the titanfall team and the yeah. apex team and all that shit but like it's 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 just very odd yeah all right tower time all right Tower time. Jesus Christ. Um, I am not putting this game above Dead Island 2. I am, I'm putting my foot down because of all this critical bullshit of people saying like Dead Island 2 sucks and this game rules. Eat shit, man. Dead Island 2 is... I think Dead Island 2 should go above this game. I was thinking it should go above Dying Light 2 and yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Dying, well, Dying Light 2. Yeah, Dying Light 2. I don't know. Dying Light... Uh, yeah. I, I had... N- almost no fun at all with dying light 2 and i think dying light 2 it, okay here's my argument for why it should be above it's exactly as it's exactly jedi survivor is the same as the first game yeah. dying light 2 is worse in every way than the first that game that is a good argument yeah but i'm with you like dead island 2 is a better video game yeah. like straight up it's way more polished it feels better yeah it's simple but like it works i think I'm with you. I was umming and ahhing about should Dying Light 2 be above Star Wars whatever because I had fun with Dying Light 2. Uh, but I actually, like, I did like Star Wars's story, maybe more the characters rather than the journey they went on, but I still did have fun following them, and I did have some fun with the combat in Star Wars. It wasn't all shit. Platforming was nothing really, but, like, the locations were cool. There were some cool cinematic moments in Star Wars. 
Yeah. Um, overall, I can't like drag it down just because I'm bewildered about the lack of improvements across the board. You kind of have to still look at the game. Yeah, I think I'm happy with that. I will say it's closer than it should be, but I think I'm happy to put Star Wars above Dying Light 2. I think like I there are definitely chunks of time where I was in, I enjoyed Jedi Survivor way more than Dead Island 2 mm-hmm. because Dead Island 2 is a very simple and and kind of boring to me in in a way, but but Dying Light 2 just like it works. <laughs> like it, it's yeah. a it's a and I don't just mean function, but like it's a coherent package. Like it just it works on like a fundamental design level in 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 the loop is good and it feels good and it feels like well made and Jedi Survivor just Parts of it feel really well made, and then other parts where you're playing the game, yeah, uh, don't. And yeah, I just, I would, I, I would definitely put it above Dying Light Two for me for sure, because okay. I, I, I did not enjoy Dying Light Two. Yeah, um, I, it's I definitely not... enjoyed chunks of Jedi Survivor for sure. Yeah, but... it's not like argument worthy, you know, because I'm umming and ahhing between Dying Light Two and Jedi Survivor. So I think I'm pretty happy to put it below Dead Island Two. This this series is now like um specific, I'm talking about Jedi Survivor. It's like the most overrated like video game franchise at the moment for me. Yeah, can't believe people like super love these games. It's uh it's very much like on ice for me now. I'm just like I don't I don't even know if I want to play a third game. That like, I, would be exhausting, and we know it's coming. Yeah, and I mean obviously it's like three or four years from now, uh, but I just don't God. expect them to improve anything no, again, and I, and I don't care enough about the story or characters to suffer through the frustration of the bad combat and all that. Yeah, shit. it's gonna suck. So because we're gonna have to play it. The tower's gonna be fucking huge as well. <sighs> I don't want to think about these things. <laughs> oh yeah, imagine playing that game in 2026. Uh, yeah, and also like it's a next gen exclusive game as well, and it, it doesn't. Yeah, they didn't take advantage of that at all, aside from making the zones bigger, I guess. But wow, that doesn't doesn't really matter. <laughs> Meh. Yeah, I think that's good. The bottom three. <laughs> yeah, you deserve Yikes. it. It's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Yeah, deserves it. Someone had to put it in his place. <laughs> I yeah, I'm with you for sure. God, everyone's gonna be furious. And I'm here for it. Yeah, learn to like better games, people. Come on. Yeah. Ask more, expect more. Luckily, the next game we talk about will be uh, much better. All right, moving on. It is time for a bit of a bigger game uh, in terms of scale, popularity, IP. It's just a little thing. <laughs> every conceivable way, yeah. It's just <laughs> another Zelda game. They don't. They put those out like every year, so it's it's really not a big deal at this it's point. It's not a big deal at all. Sarcasm yeah. is such an intelligent form of comedy. God, we are so mm-hmm. good. This is why we are so successful. Yeah, uh, it's Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it's a weird one to know where to start. These like big open world games are always a nightmare to kind of dive into. Um, maybe just start by saying that I did like Breath of the Wild. Uh, I actually replayed it just before Tears of the Kingdom. And I think that's a good game. I think people were maybe a little bit over-enthusiastic when it comes to the critical review cycle. Um, with a Nintendo game? Yeah, uh, with a Zelda what? game. But I think... Um, I can't really remember our overall opinions, but I do remember that both of us were like, this is a good beginning format, which can be built mm-hmm. upon in the future. Um, and they definitely did that. 
Um, and I'll start off by saying that after playing Jedi Fallen Whatever, it was really nice to just play a sequel which felt like a sequel. Oh, uh, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom really is Breath of the Wild 2 um, in a way which was nice because I liked Breath of the Wild and I would say overall Tears of the Kingdom is just Breath of the Wild but better in most areas. Mm-hmm. Most. Most areas. Yeah, there's, there's a few missing improvements, but uh, yeah. I'm gonna I would just, agree. I'm just going to start off by saying that um again there's so many little like things to go into but i'm just gonna just start with overarching opinions sure um i would say this is a game of like two halves for me uh not literally in the game as in my experience my playthrough um i would say like my first 30 maybe 40 hours with this game were kind of amazing Mm -hmm. um we're gonna get into details but this game has a lot of very, very intelligent game design. Uh, a lot of great systems which allow for really natural uh, and like fresh and exciting experiences and interactions. And you feel like you're kind of doing things your own way. Uh, we'll get into the systems because there's some game design stuff in here which is kind of genius. Oh, yeah. Um, but for me... When it comes to whatever you want to call this format, this Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, open world, new thing, uh, I had a similar problem to Elden Ring, where in my back half, in like my last, I, I think I put like 75 hours into this game, um, and I'm like nowhere near done with all the content. I think I will come back in like a year and like clean it up, which I'm uh, kind of looking forward to. Um, but my second half, just like in Elden Ring, I kind of started to see the patterns. Mm. Um, and I found that the magic kind of fell away for like the last three temples. And yeah, this I'm not suggesting that my second half of the game was a bad experience. It just was very similar to Elden Ring where I started to see the Matrix code. Uh, I started to get less excited to explore. And I kind of just like got to the end and wanted to see the credits roll and move on and then come back when... A little bit of time had passed and that mm-hmm. freshness could come back to my brain. Because, you know, 70 hours is a long time. I think my first Elden Ring playthrough was quite similar, like 70, maybe maybe 90 hours. And I don't know if it's a problem with uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom or Elden Ring or if there just isn't really a game world which my brain can find fascinating for like 100 hours. Yeah, uh, cause it, I feel like it might be a brain thing. I was talk to, talking to some people and they were like, I'm 200 hours into Tears of the Kingdom. And there's no there's no way in hell I could play 200 hours of this game without just not wanting to play it. Uh, so maybe I'm just like not built to play games for that long. And games keep getting longer and longer. Uh, but anyway, that's just my like overarching opinions. Um, overall, I had an amazing time in this game and I have a lot of things... Uh, that we'll get into that I think are kind of amazing, uh, and a couple of areas which I think uh, could do with some work and I hope are built on for the inevitable third game. That is my overarching opinion. Your turn. Yeah, I'll work slightly backwards, and I'll okay. say that I, I definitely understand what you mean in that, like, at a certain point, it just sort of it's plateaus a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily, like, I don't necessarily hold that as a criticism and all that much because it's sort of just, like, when you have 50 hours of tricks up your sleeve, yeah. you know, that's pretty amazing. And then you start to see some of the tricks again or 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 you just sort of start to 
know what to expect. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it does sort of eventually uh, level out for sure, which is, uh, I don't know, I think that's sort of inevitable uh, with any game. Yeah. Um, and I definitely felt that at times as well. Um, but the time it took for that took a lot longer for me for sure mm-hmm. uh i quite enjoyed breath of the wild i only played it the one time it was the first zelda i'd ever played which was in, i don't know i like i still don't know what a zelda dungeon really is uh if they're if these are dungeons are equivalent no. in tears of the kingdom no. I, I still no. don't get it uh <laughs> um but breath of the wild was neat it was a little weird definitely how uh crazy everyone went for it but i get it like i i under i understand uh why people love that game so much and i definitely regard a lot of parts of that game very highly for sure it's a fresh um, bold thing to do yeah yeah oh oh 100 percent and and you know all the systems in it are amazing they just weren't uh the right systems for my brain they didn't i did not interact with them in a very uh clever way at all but I love just like wandering around that world uh, and just the, the peaceful sort of the quietness, the music, yeah. the personality of everything. And that mostly is still here as well. Of course, like yeah. it's the same world, the music, the personality is all there. But um, <clears throat> I definitely never, I would not say I was like, wow, Breath of the Wild, best game ever. That's for sure. Uh, and I went into tears definitely, I don't know, just kind of like empty slate. Yeah, I'd like say so. Similar curious, very curious, because it had been a good chunk of time since Breath of the Wild. Uh, I've definitely changed since then. I know sort of what I like a bit more and how to take better use of more systems-heavy games. Um, and it was hard to like get super hyped for Tears because they, they really didn't show it uh, at all until like yeah, the, yeah. right before release when they finally showed what the, what the main three mechanics are and i was like oh that that those look interesting i i kind of don't expect them to be i don't know like when they showed the vehicle building i was like oh that's cool can you but can you really build like can you really build your own vehicles like or is it going to be like oh you can build a boat and a a hovercraft and that's it but pretty much from the get-go when i started with tears of the kingdom on the excellent uh sky tutorial island stuff which i spent like seven hours doing uh i was like oh yeah this game's pretty good and I beat it the other day. I sort of rushed through beating it just because after, like, we're just you spent shy. You 30 hours on it. How did you rush through beating it? Well, uh, let me finish. Uh, next week is two months since the game's come out. And I, I definitely hit a point where I was just like, I just am ready to be done with this game. Um, in the sense of just like, anytime something occupies that much, I'm just like, all right, I, I need to move on. Um, but I still had a lot to do in that game and I definitely was moving through the last like 20 hours at a faster rate than I was moving through most of it uh <laughs> which yeah I don't think you rushed yeah. it no I, I definitely did I can tell you right now I, I just like beelined it through the main quest for the last 20 hours uh or 15 hours or whatever but yeah so I put 130 hours into it and pretty much enjoyed all of it uh and think i think this game's pretty good yeah i think mechanically it's in kind of insane yeah <laughs> uh and it's sort of like a I, miracle that it exists on the hardware it exists on which will come up again i'm sure but uh yeah i i had a, a lovely lovely time with it from start to finish and nice. 
I definitely get why people hold these games in high regard. And I think uh, it makes me look at Breath of the Wild and be like, I can understand if my brain was the type to think about these systems and use these systems in the way that I use them in Tears of the Kingdom, I can definitely understand why people hold Breath of the Wild in high regard. But I agree also Tears of the Kingdom um, is, is better in like pretty much every way for me. Um, well, yeah, the the biggest thing is, I don't know, like I just played Breath of the Wild and I don't, I don't really think it's your fault that you didn't think of like amazingly creative things to do with stasis and right. magnesis because there wasn't a huge amount of like crazy things you could do with those systems. You know, you could fling things, um, you could freeze things. I like there there was still like the cool environmental systems. I think the only like crazy thing I can remember from my replay of Breath of the Wild is like cutting down a tree log. Which had buoyancy, so I stood on the tree log and floated down a river to get into a cave. Right. Uh, also, in Tears of the Kingdom, you would make a raft, but in Breath of the Wild, that felt like a really clever solution. Um, but the systems in Tears of the Kingdom are just, they might be like the most ridiculous example of game design in like decades, I think. Oh, yeah. I think like mechanically, it might be the, the craziest thing yeah. ever made. Like, like All it, three of the main systems are just like, in any other game, it would completely destroy that game. It would just yeah. explode. Like, and they have three of them. And, they're, and they just, they don't really force any of them down your throat. They're just like, you want to use them? Go do whatever you want. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Bye. It, it uh, and feels, it's crazy. Yeah, it just feels absolutely ridiculous. And it almost gives me like anxiety to think of how hard it would have been to make these things not make the game explode. <laughs> not just from like yeah. a technological point. Just from like a gameplay design perspective, um, I think some of them, which are maybe like less um, along those lines, things like Ascend and Fuse are still like really cool. And I wouldn't have been surprised if like maybe just Ascend and Fuse were like the new things. That would have felt mm-hmm. like a sequel sequely thing. Like if, if, if just those two were the new two things, I'd be like, okay, that's, that's cool. Fuse is a cool thing. I, I like experimenting with that. They really thought out like the different arrowheads and making weird weapons. And Ascend yeah. is just infinitely satisfying to like climb up a mountain in one second. Um, but Ultra Hand and Auto Build, I I just don't know how they they did it. I don't know how they made that work. It's just like the most overly ambitious, ridiculous thing I've seen in like an open world game in years. Like, how could they have like said that around the I was gonna say writing table, but you know, what I mean the game dev yeah. table. And then be like, yeah, we can make that work. Like, huh? It's, yeah. it's, it's like a modding tool. It's like a Gary's mod modding tool, but in like an open world game with, with puzzles and temples and fuck. <laughs> like shit, dude. You're, you're also forgetting the whole thing where you can rewind time on right, objects I am forgetting too. reversal, yeah. <laughs> so there's also reversal. But yeah, Ultra Hand really is like the main, the main one, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like... Uh, we like, I really like Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and yeah. have long said, why have more people not done this? Probably because it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, and we've, uh, th- this is the first follow-up to Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. They finally did it, but they put it in a giant freeform open world game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's insane. And it's not just vehicle building. Like, you, yeah, just the, the number of like, yeah, just right. it's not clever... Just yeah, just like clever prob- problem solving you can come up with by just 
combining objects together mm-hmm. is amazing. And that was what really that was when I really clicked with the game immediately was on the starter island. You know, that path, there's a path up to the uh to the, like the icy area. And after you hop off a minecart and it's like you could walk up the very obvious path there, but there's like this janky gap that you you if you I was like surely I can just build a shitty bridge out of minecarts and this two the two wood logs up here, right? And I spent like 15 minutes doing it and did it. And it's like now obviously having played the whole game, you look at that and you're like, yeah, no shit, of course you could do that. But in the moment, that was the first moment of revelation of just like, oh, oh they this game is made by crazy people. Yeah. They just they just put all these systems in and let you do whatever you want with them wherever uh and i yeah and the game never broke uh or it it it, not like in a technical sense but you are breaking the game constantly in the sense of like and you're getting that feeling of did i do this the way i was supposed to Mm -hmm. what is what does that even mean what is the, the the designed way to do this it doesn't really matter but you're i was constantly having that feeling of yeah, I think I just did that shrine real dumb. Oh, I don't know yeah. how you were supposed to solve that, but I did it my way and it made me feel good. And that's like one of the best feelings in games. And yeah. this game just does it constantly. It's just crazy that it works. Yeah. I can't believe this game works. <laughs> I don't know if you had like, I didn't have any like bugs or crashes. I no, didn't, nothing. I didn't like fall through the world. I just like, I've seen like a, maybe on Reddit a couple of like weird physics stuff, but like, it's just, how does this game work? I don't get it. It's, a, it's like Switch. a technical. I know that's yeah. It's a technical marvel. Yeah. Like it, it truly is. And they're pretty much every time I was in a vehicle, like bombing around, usually I, I flying around, I would just have this moment of just like, how is this possible? It feels mm-hmm. impossible that you're just you. I've built this little thing and I'm flying around this world that is so gigantic, vertically and horizontally, uh, horizontally, and I. And it's on this little handheld that I'm playing, like, lying on my couch. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. While we're on this topic, I just, like, have a miscellaneous thing that I really want to shout out. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it, but the building system has good... What's the word here? It's, like, the, the visual, physical... Like design of how like things stick together. I just like like yeah. how it looks. I like the glue. Another random example is like I like how when you when you have a steak and you like put it into the ground and it like it goes red hot. Like you're melting mm-hmm. the steak into the ground. I like how auto build like slurps up up all these things. Um, I don't know what to call that. It's just like game feel and design. There's like a a clumsy physicality to the mm-hmm. building. It doesn't, doesn't feel clean. It feels like shoddy, but in a way which is like cool. And I, I don't know how to describe it. I just like the aesthetic of the building. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no. I know what you mean. It, it has this sort of feeling of like, I don't know. It's like kit, the concept of kit bashing, but like, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it feels sloppy in a way that feels good. Like it yeah. feels like it doesn't belong in the in the game mm-hmm. uh and and yeah just the way like things stick together and glue that stuff i know i know exactly what you mean it's like they spent like 100 hours on like just small minute details of like the sound when things stick together and i don't like how much something could take before it snaps off in a weird way i, I don't know yeah I, it just feels 
so well thought out and tested over and over again. I was initially a little iffy on the on the the way things stick together and how they're they're sort of like dedicated points um and and the fiddliness of just controlling it all but once you get used to it it really it all just makes yeah. perfect sense yeah there's no denying there's an awkwardness to it but i think you forgive it for how ambitious they're trying to be you know um yeah I... and that's just one of the like five core gameplay mechanics yeah then there's the fact that they're just like you can just ascend through literally any surface oh my god in the entire again game I don't know, again, I don't want to call it, it's like visual audio design. Yeah. Like, Ascend it's, is the most satisfying thing ever. So like, the good. crunch is when you, like, insert yourself into this mountain yeah. and you're, like, swimming through. And, like, the longer it takes, you're like, oh, this is a good Ascend, man. This, and you, like, pop out. Oh, yeah. God, it's so satisfying. It's those little things that really make a take a I've, we've said this before. It's the little things that take a good game to a great game or a great game to an amazing one. It's just, yeah. like, the little bits of game feel the little bits of sound design that take a good mechanic and just make it feel excellent i mm -hmm. mean like the sound design across the whole thing uh yeah just the visual representation the little vibration everything it, those are the tiny things that are hard to put a value on outside of just like it feels good it yeah. sounds good it makes everything feel right uh, and that's the stuff that separates like the the best games from the great games. So yeah, we'll say uh, I, I mm. might, you you go ahead because I might I might have a little bit of a hot take coming up. Okay, I was gonna say like on the topic of the different mechanics, um, I never used reversal as much as I wish I had. My hot take was gonna be that I don't know about reversal overall. I'm not sure about that one. It's fun against a few types of enemies right yeah like the like likes that shoot boulders it's fun it's handy when you like drop something off of a high platform and you can catch it and re recall it to yourself that's um, kind of one of my issues is i think it's funny when you make mistakes and your plane falls off a cliff and it just i don't know it feels like cheating if you can just like bring everything back up to you um, and also, I had this thing where, I'm sure everyone else figured out, where you just like pick up a platform, you put it in the air, you put it down, you step on it, you reverse it, right. and you have an elevator everywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just felt like having Ravali's Gale all over again. And I just kind of broke every shrine with it. And the counter is don't do it. <laughs> you know, just you don't have to do it. Um, but it's really hard to like not use a Ravali's Gale when you can do it because it feels like i am problem solving when i lift something up and i reverse it like i'm using the tools in a way which feels kind of intelligent like i've i've figured out a mechanic here a system here um but it just like broke everything and i don't know that's kind of all i use reversal for and i also it's a bit nitpicky but i didn't like the like visuals of reversal when the whole world goes gray i found it like visually a bit strange to see what was going on at times I'm not yeah, sure why the, the whole like, world goes grayscale when you're using reversal. I guess, I don't know. The little, like, um, the lines showing where they're going can be a little weird sometimes. And the, uh, yeah. And just, like, the limited, your limited turn radius, you know, when, like, you can't, if you, if you don't have it in your field of view, when you hit the button, you can't, like, push your camera down slightly yeah. more to click on it. But again, it's using, it's using, like, good puzzle design in shrines and in right. temples. So, 
I feel like the game would wouldn't work without it, but it just like broke the the, the less um constructed puzzles, like the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it just kind of like broke things. And I don't know. I just if your thing falls off a cliff, I think you should deal with that. <laughs> I think that's funny. I think it it mostly worked for me because I would often just forget I had it. And so if something fell, I'd be like, ah, fuck. And then I would remember like a couple seconds too late and be like, ah, shit, I could have reversaled that. Fuck. Yeah. And also um, it does help you get on those like sky rocks and back into the sky, which are really helpful right. early on. So I don't know. I, f- I don't know. It's, it's a hard one because as, um, reversal has a lot of good uses. There's a lot of good puzzle moments. I just kind of broke the game with it. And I had the same thing with Breath of the Wild in my replay where I had Revali's Gale and I was just like skipping floors on a temple without unlocking the elevators. And it's just a weird part of these games where you can break the game or not not break the game because you're just using, I don't know, it's weird. I just like, yeah, maybe take it away from me in shrines that don't use it. I'm not sure what Mm. the solution is because I just... I, I kind of want to do the vanilla puzzles, but I don't have to. And then you have to just restrain yourself from using the tools. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, with this thought process, but maybe removing reversal is not the cool. Maybe there's something else they could do. Like when you have those shrines where they take away all your armor. I really like those shrines, the proving grounds. Maybe in temples, you could have certain sections where, for whatever reason, an ability just doesn't work for like a certain amount of time. That would have been kind of interesting. It's interesting because I uh, I am the opposite. I really hate when games take away your abilities. Cause it just feels like a lazy, like, we don't know how to stop you from doing this, so you can't do it. Um, and I I didn't... I, my least favorite shrines are the Proving Ground shrines. Oh, I love the Proving um, Ground shrines. And I... Every time I... I, I, yeah, I'm just the, my brain just likes when I do that, when I, like, when I make the elevator and reversal it, uh, to just cheat. It feels like cheating, basically. Yeah. And but you don't get to I, do the I like puzzles. that. I like just being like, nah, fuck you. I skipped that. Haha, ha, bye. Uh, it, it's, um, I think it's just, I don't know. It's just a case of different, uh, different brains for sure because i yeah. i always find yeah. that really satisfying it just felt like too powerful it does it is strong yeah like but all so the does... system together feels so powerful oh yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say like each system on its own feels almost too powerful and then when you combine them all it's insane yeah. like i mean you could use the ascend stuff uh or or the uh, reversal stuff but you can also just like build vehicles to skip like in the temples at least yeah. obviously not in shrines you can't always build a vehicle but um there are just so many ways around the designed path or the, but again it's like is there a designed path i don't know there's certainly there are certainly video gamey paths all over that mm-hmm. game where it's just like follow the road uh, and i can look at the path through the temple and i'm like i see where you want me to go here uh but it's like is that a tr- is that like almost bait you know yeah. it's just like here's the path are you going to follow it or are you just going to do your own thing uh, obviously they need a path for people that are, everyone plays the game differently so it's right. it's yeah but um i get where you're coming from for sure yeah but apart from that um i just think the systems are kind of incredible um yeah i'm going to just move into shrines just like okay. ping ponging around oh yeah um, because the shrines are in Breath of the Wild, they were okay. Yeah, and I have mixed feelings about them in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, some of them are really, really good. 
Uh, some of them feel just like glorified tutorials about how to use the systems in clever ways, which I think is mostly smart. Uh, but sometimes you can stumble into these shrines when you've already figured out the thing is trying to tutorialize. Um, I found it very weird that there was like combat tutorials spread out across the world in shrines. That was really yeah. bizarre. I like definitely. I found one like fifty hours in on how to use a bow. I don't know what they were thinking with that. Um, the shrines, yeah, the shrines continue to be a bit of a mixed bag for me overall. Uh, because I just think overall the quality is a little bit all over the place. Um, I feel like there could be less of them, but at the same time, that wouldn't work because they are um, teleportation points. They're how you right. get around and navigate the map, so they kind of have to have a lot of them. Um, so yeah, I still feel like shrines could overall be better, um, but I do think they're superior in Tears of the Kingdom, but mostly just because the systems that you're playing with and experimenting with are so much better in Tears of the Kingdom compared to Breath of the Wild. Um, and they just feel a lot looser in their solutions than uh, Breath of the Wild did as well. Yeah, and I think the better mechanics allow them to just make better puzzles and or more interesting. I mean, some of them aren't even puzzles; they're more. Some of them are just like gimmicks. Like there's a couple that are like pinball machines. I you wanted know, more like, of those. The gimmicks are so fun. They are. They are. They're good. Yeah. Um, I definitely like the shrines a lot more in this than Tears of the or than Breath of the Wild for yeah. sure. Uh, again, like you said, because the mechanics are so much stronger. Uh, I agree the the combat tutorials are very odd. If they mm -hmm. were all in the starter islands, I would that would make yeah. sense to me. But um, yeah, I, they were so spread out that I, I would just forget them immediately as well. And I mean, we'll talk about combat eventually, but it's like I, 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 I didn't use anything they fucking taught me uh, because they were so spread out and just like one-off things. The the Proving Ground shrines I mostly found really obnoxious. There were a I couple where shrines. I really liked, but for the most part, I was just annoyed for them. Uh, again, it's just just the way I my brain works. I, I hate having my shit taken away. I get you know what they're what they're doing, what they're trying to do, and and all that. Uh, and they a few of them definitely f resulted in like oh 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 I see oh okay clever that's an interesting use for these mechanics that I didn't realize. But most of them were kind of annoying to me. Uh, and yeah, sort of like the main sort of experience through the game, I the shrines definitely sort of burn out a little bit after, you know, 70% of the way through the game. You, you know, you just sort of... It's sort of like Elden Ring at a certain point where it's just like, yeah. I've seen the tricks. Um, I will say, though, for whatever reason, the I, I had left most of the... The last like ten shrines I had left because I, I did I did all of them uh, were the sky shrines sort of in the south and southwest and for whatever reason those were like the most interesting shrines in the game and I happened to do all of them basically last mm -hmm. and so I ended on a high note with the shrines they were like they were the types of shrines that were puzzles in the world itself and not like move oh, yes. not like move the green block to the puzzle but like reflect the light all over this room to open up yeah. the gate to get into the shrine and there were like six of those that i did sort of all in a row in my last few hours with the game and they were all really good some really good uh, and i would have yeah i would have liked a few more of those but it, the, the nice by, uh byproduct of that was just i ended on a high note with the shrines yeah. for sure i'm looking forward to doing them all i got to 90 i believe so i got like 62 left there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of fucking shrines. Yeah, this game is just absolutely ridiculous when it comes to content. 
It's it's insane. It's like staggering. They did the Elden Ring thing, but yeah. bigger, but it's, like twice, because yeah. there's the sky and the depths, and uh... oh yeah, the depths. We have to kind of <laughs> yeah. have to get into the depths. Remember, they made a map under the map, and it's the size of the entire main fucking map. Yeah, I will oh say, my God, I have some things to say about the depths, uh, but I will start with uh, like the reveal of the depths. Is like kind of amazing when you when you first yeah. just dive in, just because I love the, the the weird red chasms they're called in the game. Just diving into those is incredible from a design perspective. And the like music stinger when you when you get oh, yeah. in there, and the pitch blackness of it all, yeah. Um, and the revelation or the realization that it's the entire map—that's <laughs> incredible. And then you have the second realization that it's inverted. Right. And that was like, it took the internet like three to four days to realize that, you know, the mountains are chasms and the light roots are shrines. And it was like, oh shit, that's so smart because I'm going to eventually do a Breath of the Wild playthrough or continue my uh, Breath of the Wild playthrough where I do all the shrines. And I'm probably have to, I'm going to have to get up a guide. Like, I don't know how I would find the shrines without them. Um, Right. But in Tears of the Kingdom... I mean, you've done them, so you know better than me, but logically, you could just do the light routes, and then you can yep. just flip it and find the shrines via the light routes, which is just, like, kind of genius again, all over again. It's just, like, another case of them being so clever. The only ones that you have to, like, sort of hunt down are the Sky Island ones, and that's it. Right. Uh, aside from that, everything on the main, gro- on the main ground of the map uh, is mapped one-to-one to the, yeah. to the light routes. Yeah, I feel it's, like even... It's... Even with the Sky Islands, it's kind of like you can see where a chunk of islands are. There's probably Definitely. a shrine per chunk. I'm guessing, anyway. It was pretty easy to find the Sky Island ones, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that reveal was incredible. And it was very reminiscent <laughs> yeah. of, like, when you first look at the full map. Uh, the JPEG of the full map in Elden Ring and be like, holy shit, yeah. this is ridiculous. Um, but the depths is a bit of a weird area for me. Um, I, didn't, I didn't love it down there. I really didn't love the depths. I don't know if you're supposed to love the depths, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I disliked it more than most people. Uh, people seem to really like the depths. Like, I remember, like, seeing you and Ben have, like, 100 light routes, and I was like, I just don't want to be down there. Um, it was fun to explore, but I feel like it's just, like, one giant biome, except for a few, like, lava areas. And again, I haven't explored all of it, so I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. <laughs> um, but, it, but it's just, like, dark and covered in shit that you can't stand yeah. on. And it just felt really repetitious to go around. And um, a small complaint, like, it's just, like, a UI stuff. But, like, getting out an item to throw is really you have to hold down up on the D-pad over and over and over and over again. And I was just so sick of just, like, getting out these light, whatever you call them, bulbs and just chucking them over and over and over again. And then there's, like, these walls everywhere because, you know, it's you're hitting a fucking river, basically, or a mountain, whatever the opposite is in the above ground. That's why there's a giant wall in the depths. But... It's not like the above ground where you can like use towers and just like keep going. And if there's a mountain, you climb over it. In the depths, there's just like walls and you have to leave and find like a new entrance. Um, and it's just dark all the time and I can't see shit. And all the enemies take your heart. I just found it annoying and obnoxious. And there's no like easy way to get around. Like the above world, you know, the towers, uh, the sky islands you can reverse. There's like a bunch of things which make it easy to get around. But in the depths, you kind of like have to make like an aeroplane every time but if you don't have like good yeah. battery or zonite um you're kind of like using the zonite you already like ah, it's just i just found i just didn't like it down there and i found it dark dingy and annoying um 
mostly the game does a pretty good job of not forcing you to explore more than you want to of the depths. Mm -hmm. um, I did have to do like a little bit to get my batteries up to like five or six. Um, and then apart from that, I mostly didn't go down there. I, I would say I still spent like 10, 15 hours exploring the depths. Um, but then I saw like, it's another Yiga camp. It's another mine. Um, what else is down there? I don't know, like a bunch of annoying mm. enemies covered in red goo. Yeah, some Colosseums. Colosseums. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I feel like the depths would have been a really, really cool temple slash dungeon. I don't know if we needed a whole map worth of the depths, in my opinion. And it ties into the economy as well. Like, I was a bit Zonite poor at one point. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, the game's very clever. The auto build system's very intelligent, where if you just find the items, you don't have to pay for them through Zonite. Um, but if you want to be like a bit ambitious or like get a bit crazy with your designs, they're not going to be in like the vanilla building plots around the world. You're going to have to spend some bucks to spawn them or drop the things on the ground first. And yeah, I just like had a bit of a limitation with how crazy my vehicles could get um, because I had like 40 Zonite and I just didn't want to go down there again. Um, and again, I didn't hate the depths. I just much preferred being in the above ground where I could see where the hell I was going. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't like dark environments in video games. I just find it annoying to not be able to see unless I'm playing a horror game, basically. Yeah, yeah. The, the depths feels like a first draft the way a lot of Breath of the Wild felt like that. You know, mm, it's like, yeah. okay, the second version will probably be way more interesting um i enjoyed it as a change of pace uh and i enjoyed popping down there every week or so and building my little hover bike and just bombing around and once yeah. you once you have a flying vehicle that's cheap to build and you slap a giant bright bloom blossom onto the front of it so you can just see as you're flying yeah. everywhere you can really start to map that place out really quickly and and get around it really easily uh, I just enjoyed it as a, yeah, as a change of pace, as something to map out the shrines, to get Zonite, uh, to get Yiga's uh, schematics, and to just sort of, like, kick my feet back and just... It, I, there was something very just sort of relaxing about the depths to me. Uh, I wasn't engaging with the combat. I would just drop down to the mines when I saw them. Yeah. Take what I got from there and keep flying around. And it was just... Uh, yeah, it's just satisfying, like, visceral cleanup duty sort of type satisfaction to me of just mapping. I, I really hate not being able to see my map in video games. Uh, like, the first thing I did in GTA V when it came out was I hijacked an airplane and flew a straight line pattern back and forth across the entire map so it was fully unfogged. <laughs> yeah. I, just, it just, I just don't like it. And so I, I quite enjoyed uh, un un you know, mapping the whole place out. But I do agree, it's just sort of... I think my two biggest issues with the depths are the fact that most of the zonite is behind enemies i mean there are the mines mm -hmm. of course but yeah. there's a lot of the deposits have enemies at them yeah um and and the deposits just don't drop enough zonite they drop two or three yeah uh, and it, it just it's 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 a weird limitation on the auto build stuff and it feels a little out of touch with the rest of the mechanics because all the other mechanics have yeah. no limitations, right? And then for auto build, they're like, oh, you actually have to go and farm a material to use this. Not not, a, not exclusively. Like you said, you can drop the, bo the baubles 
from the gacha machines. You can drop the things yeah. uh, that are in your pockets. And, and that's good because you have so many of those. Those are not really a problem. And I realized near the back quarter of that game that I was being stupid and like hoarding all the Zonai devices and never using any of them and yeah. the charges as well. And I'm just like, okay, what am I doing? Why am I spending Zonite on this stuff? But uh, I played a slightly uh, modified version briefly of the video game. I, I did play everything on the Switch, but uh, there was a mod uh, with a certain version of the game that yeah. modified the uh, the Zonite drop rate from one to three. It changed it from to 10 to 20. And that really, it honestly feels so much better. Yeah. Because uh, you can just it pop down good. there and in like in like 10 minutes, you have 400 Zonite. Uh, and yeah, it's just sort of a weird clash. I think that's the main issue I would say I have with the depths. I definitely, I liked the, the few times where there was like a really tricky to figure out spot to get to. Because uh, it got me to explore the upper, the main level of the map more thoroughly than I would have. Um... But yeah, I, I I like the depths. I don't love it. That's for sure. And I think I think it's a a cool idea. Oh that, God, yeah. That was an amazing surprise for sure. Yeah. And I think a, a second iteration uh, to mix it up a little bit more. Like you said, the the lack of like biome changes. There really is. It really is just the lava area, and that's everywhere else in the game is that in the depths is the same except for the lava area and. Yeah, a little more personality in the depths, a little more variety, I think, would have helped it. Uh, I, I like... didn't hate it. I just was no. a bit tired of it and didn't like it in comparison to exploring the, just the normal Hyrule world. Yeah, I, I, I completely get that, for sure. And it's... Uh, I have to imagine it'll return again in a third game, or the concept will... I, I don't doesn't. know. I, I, uh, I hope it's I radically of, different. I think they need... I don't know if they can do a third game on the same map again you know I what i mean you like yeah i think it made i think it made sense for for what they did here yeah but um i i would be sort of bummed to see the same map a third time yeah. but modified a third time uh I, again i think yeah i think the concept of the depths is really cool i think it can be iterated on quite a bit to improve for sure yeah. um one extra thing i did just want to say yeah. When you quickly mentioned that you hope it's not the same map uh, for a third game. It it did, for me, since I just mm -hmm. played Breath of the Wild, it did take away a little bit of the exploration surprise and mystique. Because yeah, I was I knew, curious to hear about this, yeah. Because I knew where everything was from Breath of the Wild. I knew where all the cities were and all the civilizations were. And I do like the recontextualization of the map. I think it's quite clever. But I, I just think it would have been more interesting to be a brand new map. I know for the story, I'm doing air quotes, um, <laughs> yeah. it, it wouldn't have made sense. Uh, and I do think it's a clever idea to like rip apart the Breath of the Wild map. Um, but yeah, like I just kind of knew where everything was. Like, there was one time where I went to the top right where there was a maze in Breath of the Wild and there was yet another maze in Tears of the Kingdom and the maze was, like, way better than in Breath of the Wild, like, with most things. But then I was like, oh, there's going to be a maze here and here because I knew where the You're other right. two mazes are. And, yeah, there was just, like, some environmental, like, lack of environmental surprises when it comes to certain locations because I had just explored it in Breath of the Wild and I knew where everything was. And yeah, overall, the design, the redesign is intelligent and clever, uh, but I just like surprises more than I do 
seeing a location and characters change over time, in my opinion. Um, I'm sure some people thought it was really cool. Um, and overall, I, I, I do think like everything in this game is very clever. But yeah, I, I'm not like sentimental about the Breath of the Wild characters. I didn't like get a lot out of seeing characters like older or married mm. to another character or have. Ch- I don't <laughs> give a shit, man. I don't give a shit. I don't remember any of that. It didn't, it didn't yeah. do anything for me. It was just like yeah, going yeah. back to the same places with the same characters who were like different and they look different. It's like, uh, I'm, like, like I'm not a fan of the Zelda Breath of the Wild lore story of characters. I mean, she just skipped all the dialogue in this game uh, mm-hmm. because like the quest descriptions are like really generous and anything important is highlighted in red. So yeah, it just took away some of the exploration stuff. Um, but apart from that, overall, the game does a good job of creating new encounters. Uh, new surprises across the world. Um, and it did a good job of subverting expectations. Like when I first went to the Gerudo Mountain, Death Mountain, um, it wasn't steaming hot like it was last time. And I was like preparing right. all this, um, like the, what do you call it, the elixirs, uh, yeah. like ready. And yeah, it, it kind of used your expectations at time to subvert them in ways which was very clever. Um, there's no part of my criticism that will ever suggest that this design is not like super intelligent like yeah. all my criticisms of the depths like it's still like a marvel of game design uh, my criticisms of like maybe some too many game systems is like they're all incredible and like yeah, knowing yeah. locations in the maps again the way they did it is all really intelligent um but it's just one of those games which is just interesting and open to discussion because it's really fresh and interesting and new yeah, I was. I I'm not surprised that the the map wasn't as surprising to you. Uh, I and I was very curious to hear about that because it was. <laughs> I was caught off guard by how completely new the map felt to me. Mm-hmm. So I I mean I played Breath of the Wild. It was 50 hours, uh, but that was seven years ago. I have a very good, uh, like sense of place and direction. Yeah, especially especially in games like, and I don't know what it is, but I was constantly uh like turned around on the map Hmm. uh i think it's just because of like the different way you start the game um but yeah i was i the whole map feels like it's been mirrored or something and like i know it's not it's exactly the same but it um it was enough time that i and and i went a such a radically different route from where i went the first time through Breath of the Wild, that the whole time I was playing it, I was like, oh, 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 I'm here. Oh, it's this. Oh, okay. Oh, weird. I, I was constantly uh, sort of lost in a good way on that map. Um, and it felt pretty much like a new map to me. There were definitely, you know, I remember the, re- the main four villages, um, but that was about it. And everything else was like, it more or less felt like I was coming across it for the first time, nice. which you know, is partially due to the fact that I was so much more thorough with this compared to the Breath of the Wilds, um, but, and also partially just because it's been many years since yeah. I played Breath of the Wild. I mean, I, I have, like, literally not touched it since I beat it six years ago. Uh, and I really like the Sky Island editions. They're, yeah. they're, they're not huge, uh, but I just like the, the feeling up there. They got the, it's always sunny. There's the nice chill, there's the nice music. There's almost nice no enemies. Lighting. The game, despite running and looking like shit, it also looks great. Like, it's yeah. a beautiful game. Totally. Our direction goes a long way. 
the art direction is fantastic. I, I mean, of course it is. It's Nintendo. Yeah. But yeah, like just the feeling of a lot of the areas and especially up in the Sky Islands, it just feels nice because it, does, it looks yeah. good and it sounds good and it's quieter up in the sky. That was, I, I liked the variety of sky main depths because each zone offers a different vibe and a different pace. Mm-hmm. And the depths are sort of quiet and sinister. Yeah, I can the see main that. Map, the main map is sort of a mixture of like open and clusterfuck. Um, and the sky is just like free, clear, ah, fresh. Yeah. There's nothing to worry about. And I, I liked the uh, variety of just sort of oh, dipping yeah. through all three of those layers it's constantly. Just, like the scale of the map is just absurd, man. Like It's, it's so fucking ridiculous. crazy. I just can't believe it. My, opposite, my other favorite moment, one of my favorite moments was like, okay, yeah, discovering the depths, amazing. But there was... um. There's a tiny little star island right above Lookout Landing on the map in mm. the sky. And it's where they have these, like, tablets that you're supposed to photograph. From, like, hour 10, I was like, how the f- where is this island? I would, I would, like, ping it on my map, and then I'd stand on, at Lookout Landing and look up, and I'm like, I cannot see this island. Oh, yeah, I think I'm I know what you're talking about. Where is this island? And... At like 90 hours into the game, after trying multiple times, like across, like every 15 hours, I'd come back to that island. I'm like, where is this island? I'm going to build something. How do I get to this island? Yeah. At like 90 hours, I finally built something and had enough battery and charges to just fly vertically for like 10 minutes until I finally found that island. And it is like just below the skybox maximum, which is 3,000 meters into the air. Uh, and it's so obscene that you can that the the skybox is that high. Like when you finally get to that island, you look down and the starting Temple of Time island is like a tiny little dot in the horizon because it's you're so high up. Uh, and just the scale of the entire game is like I, I it's I don't I don't know yeah. how it, I don't know how they did it for six years. It's like very impressive. Yeah, and on the technology, right? Yeah. Like on the Switch, it's it just is hard to wrap my head around. Uh, and they there are there were many moments throughout where I was just marveling at like how did they do this on the Switch? You mm-hmm. know, if it was if you said okay, they spent six years and it's on the PS5, I'd be like, yeah, no problem, I get it. Uh, but like this game is more ambitious technically and on a scale level than every fucking next gen game i've played by like a factor of 10 yeah for sure uh, in terms of just in terms of just the size and the and the mechanical density of it yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. and it's on this tiny little shitty tablet that <laughs> yeah you know and i mean the frame rate is bad a lot for me especially uh it sounds like it was more stable for you but you know even those when the frame at a certain point like the frame drops i'm just like yeah i get it it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> you yeah, know it's forgivable like, it's like, okay, yeah, I see why this is struggling uh, because this little tablet is running this game that is bigger than anything else I've pretty much ever played. So, yeah, it's it's a crazy thing that they yeah. made. They really went crazy with it. In, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about combat or dungeons yet. Mm. Maybe a good... I don't know where to go first, but this is maybe some of my irks with the game are going to come yeah. out. Um, let's start with maybe a more negative one, which is I just don't really like the combat in this game. Um, yeah. I think there's not enough enemy variety. 
Um, it is better than Breath of the Wild, but the game is, you know, 90 to 100 hours long. And if you compare it to something like Elden Ring, which has like th hundreds of enemies, like I'm just like it kind of takes away from some of the cooler moments because like fighting the construct boss fight for the first time was amazing because oh, that thing is like what mechanically a good fight. it's mechanically incredible even if it kind of takes yeah. your frame rate down to two uh like the way that thing like moves and morphs it's such like a fun fight to figure out especially when you have to figure out how to like get on top of it when it's in the air through different means um but it, it's kind of like the dragon in elden ring where after fighting it like eight times i just would ignore it because i don't want to fight it eight times even if the fuse thing it drops is good for my weapons like i've got a bunch of shit anyway um i just think overall there needs to be more enemies and boss variety i just also don't really like the feel of melee combat in this game um I did find it fun to mess around with bows and arrows because all the arrow fusing stuff is really goofy and fun. Uh, the muddle buds to make people fight, the, the puff clouds like run in and slap people up, uh, the keys eyes, all that stuff. There's a lot of cool fun experimentation with arrows, um, but it's just like melee combat which didn't work for me. And I also didn't find the fuse system maybe as experimentally interesting when it came to the melee weapons. I know there is like some cool stuff you can stick to melee weapons to have like goofy effects, but I, I kind of would just like sort by fuse power and just drop mm -hmm. the most powerful <laughs> thing every time. Because even though like, you know, you can have that like a lizard tail which like springs out and it's like really silly and goofy, or you can, you know, tie like a spring to your sword to make them go flying, or a mushroom <laughs> and all this silly stuff. Like it's yeah. fun in a Reddit clip, but when I'm playing the game, I kind of just want to like attach a giant horn. That does a lot of damage onto my thing every time. Um, and yeah, I, I don't really know how to improve that. They obviously made bows and arrows better, which is a fun alternative. Uh, they made it that you can basically create little weapons, automated little drone weapons on your vehicles. Yeah. With, with Zonite devices, which is a really cool solution. Um, and also you have uh, companions, which we will get to in a little bit. It it just feels like instead of making melee combat better, they just gave you more options, which is a fair solution because um, mm -hmm. I used all of them and I mostly avoided melee combat uh, whenever I could. But I would say overall, I kind of just avoided combat whenever I could. Um, I don't know what they need to do to make me want to engage with it because all you really get from the monsters is parts which go back into combat. Um, right. They can make elixirs. I just didn't really find that I needed elixirs ever. And I don't find these games difficult. Um, no. If you want to engage in the RPG systems, like all the armor and weapon and elixirs and buffs, uh, that's totally fine and fair and cool for you. I just don't really need to, especially when you're ignoring most of the combat outside of like the main boss fights, which are pretty fun and easy and they're just like a spectacle. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's the melee combat specifically for me, which I just didn't find a reason to want to engage with it or really enjoy it, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think I'm sort of like a little 50-50 on if it matters or not. Because yeah. I think, like, I, I'm with you. The combat, I know there is depth to it because I've seen, you know, the, the clips and like, that's cool. Um, but when it comes to just moment-to-moment -moment playing, I, I played exactly the same way when it came to the combat. Uh, the only difference is I, I was definitely in the back half spawning vehicles a lot more to help me. And, yeah, I've and seen that, some of your stuff, and it's pretty cool. 
the the drones really like you put like four laser lasers on a drone and yeah. maybe spawn two of those in and it really it really deletes everything except <laughs> that, for cool. the the Gleox and the Lynels destroy them unfortunately which ah. is I think actually I think actually that's a one of my biggest complaints about the whole game is that there are certain bosses where they're just like no you're not allowed to use the fun thing here which yeah. is like oh, okay I I guess but um so like those are an amazing addition and I think like that's where my sort of doesn't matter or not comes in because it it's not to me at least this isn't a, isn't a game like Elden Ring where like Elden Ring is the combat system yeah. right and it is the enemies and this is more about exploring and playing around with things and I think the enemies and the combat like it does sort of they're they're more like obstacles in a sense yeah. but they're sort of there, it feels like, to encourage you to experiment and, and goof around with s systems. But also, yeah, like, I didn't do that as much as I probably should have because yeah, I it's not should very... have. It's up to you. Yeah, really. I know. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, I didn't engage with that as much because it's just like, yeah, I mean, I was the same for you. After a certain point, I was just, I'm just running past everyone. Like, yeah. I, I could, it doesn't matter. I don't get anything from fighting you. I'm just going to use meals and that's about it and break my good weapon. And uh, yeah, it's sort of, I'm sort of unsure about the, I wish it had gotten, I wish there was more to it. I definitely think they should have uh, improved it a bit from the first game. But again, like you said, they, they did add all these interesting fuse systems and mechanics Mm -hmm. like to to the interactions and I, I definitely agree the arrows are like that was what i use for most stuff it's just like just gonna shoot guys with weird arrow combinations yeah, it's fun um but yeah i i didn't enjoy the combat all that much but i again it's yeah i'm not sure i'm yeah, sort of unsure about the combat i think it's a valid point because like almost every complaint i have about the game the game is so intelligently designed that you can kind of just not do it and you're fine. Right. Like when I got a little bit fatigued by the game, I, I just finished it and I can come back later when I want to. Yeah. When yeah. I got bored of the depths, I just didn't go in them. And yeah, my zone economy was a little limited, but also you don't really need to use vehicles if you don't want to. Like the game is designed no. around that. You can just climb up a mountain old school Breath of the Wild style. And also, what's the last thing we were talking about? I'm missing one of the combat like right i just kind of went around it and obviously there's a couple of boss fights but that's not really mob battles it's like its own cinematic thing and yeah yet, the boss fights were fun for the most part so even though there's so many like facets of this game there will probably be something that everyone doesn't really click with whether it's the depths or sky islands or whatever uh, but the game is mostly really intelligently designed where you can just kind of ignore it and, you know, it's fair to criticize a system that you didn't enjoy because we all yeah. want to enjoy every part of every game and get more out of it. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, for every complaint, I just come back to complimenting the game, which is kind of a weird thing to do yeah. in, like, a game review. It's, like, it's like almost <laughs> immune to criticism because you're, like... Almost, yeah. Every, every part of it is so cleverly designed that if you don't click with huge aspects of it, it doesn't... Like you said, it doesn't matter. So it's, like... Not really, no. Is it... Is that bad design? No, it's actually probably like, is it the case that it's so well designed that it's like, it just sort of like, doesn't, nothing matters? If yeah. it's, I don't, it's weird. It, it Yeah, I, I think that is a major strength of it is the fact that you can just, if you don't like something, you just don't engage with it and your game is fine. Like you, yeah. you still have a great time through it. Uh, that's 
speaks to the the complexity of the whole thing for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's worth criticizing things, of course. Uh, and I, I do think the combat could be more interesting because you do a lot of it for sure. You don't have to, but you still end up engaging with a fair amount of it. And parts of it are really cool, um, but it does feel very similar to the first game. Uh, and and I never engaged with any of the like more complicated maneuvers i parried once in the tutorial thing yeah trying and never did it again because i didn't need to and also kind of forgot how to do it and it didn't matter right yeah except at a certain point uh right at the end of the game you kind of have to remember how to play the combat and that was a bit of a problem which maybe we'll talk about in a spoiler section uh sure um but yeah it, it yes yeah the combat is there um dungeons uh, sure, sure. Let's talk about dungeons. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about the dungeons. They are better than Breath of the Wild, uh, but I still don't like the format, the new format, as much as the old Zelda format. Um, like it's kind of the same shit. You have an end to the dungeon, which is very similar to a Divine Beast, where there's like four things, and I found all of those insanely easy and would last like ten to fifteen minutes for every dungeon. They're like um, really, really easy shrines. Yeah. Like they, four of them in a row, yeah. Yeah, and they've changed them compared to Breath of the Wild where there's like a longer lead up to those sections. That's more like platforming and exploration and more talking to characters. And it just, I don't know, it just didn't really add a lot making those sections like thicker. Um, mm. Again, Breath of the Wild had the same thing. You would get to the city uh, where a divine beast was. You would have a little quest with a character to like get their trust. And then you would travel to the Divine Beast through a little thing. And yeah, it just felt kind of the exact same in Tears of the Kingdom, but thicker and bigger. And I just don't like that format as much as the old format. I feel like the one that got closest to feeling a little bit like an old dungeon was the one in Death Mountain, where you're like opening the map and you're like, where, does that, where the fuck does this rail track go? And that felt like an old Zelda dungeon where you're like, it's a navigational puzzle. And I, I just miss, I just miss the old design. Uh, I found all the temples to be uh, very easy and kind yeah. of thoughtless, and the bosses were all a pushover as well. Um, I, they're, they're better than Breath of the Wild, and I still enjoyed them. Uh, I just miss being like stuck and scratching my head in a Zelda dungeon because I used to, and I don't anymore. They're all like very easy. Yeah, I, I still don't know what a. Uh, traditional Zelda dungeon is. Um, it's like a lot more navigational stuff going on, and like, how do I get here? And like, a lot more of that. And it's all focused around using like one specific power, and each right, okay. thing has like a novelty. And I would say this did, because you get the, the sages, and they all have their like, own sure, little gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're better. They're definitely better than Breath of the Wild. But like, the sage gimmick isn't really used out in puzzles it's it's used not, at the end of the puzzle right, right? to like, to like a gong to open or... the thing but it's not like a puzzle yeah i did not like the divine beasts in breath mm-hmm. of the wild at all That's i fair, thought yeah. like the puzzles were completely lame and then they ended with really shitty boss fights i remember really not liking a couple like yeah i remember the water boss fight just being awful and like it's a cool idea you know the big beasts shadow the colossus thing but they were just not there for me and uh the dungeons themselves in this uh just feel again yeah you said it they're better but they were so light and nothing and they were like the least interesting thing in the game for me really honestly the bosses like, are I, better like much oh better. yeah 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 
I liked. I actually enjoyed all the boss fights yeah, in this cool. game. I thought they were, you know, they're easy, but they're the designs are great. Uh, the weird creatures are are kind yeah. of they feel out of place in a cool way, and they were good moments. Yeah, there was no frustrating boss fights in this mm-hmm. the way there were was in the first game. For sure. Um, I I really liked in the first game the mixture of like the big open freedom, and then going into the tunnel of like like linear quest paths. Right. I, I very fondly remember a few of those from the first game, and I so I liked the fact that the the lead ups to the dungeons were beefier. Uh, I enjoyed yeah. those, but the dungeons themselves, and that's because like I sort of I just generally like the world and character stuff and going through the the platformy exploration stuff. But the dungeons well. themselves were were just sort of like fine they were just fine they just felt like like i said really easy shrines four of them in a row and that was it they were maybe a little bit better like the very end chunk i'm talking about which is like the divine beast but redone with like the find the four things to open up the boss gate like they were maybe a little bit better but um not much they're still just not because they feel like they're supposed to be these huge moments because there's only four or five of them in the whole game and and but they just they're kind of like I would, they were, they felt like an afterthought for me in my playthrough. I'd be like, oh, it's been 30 hours. I should probably go and do one of these, I guess, to progress. I don't know, whatever. I'd agree. And that was, that was all. Yeah. They're sort of still feel like they don't know quite how to integrate them. I don't know. Or maybe they just need to make them really easy because of the wide player base. I'm not sure. I also don't know why they have to follow such like a regimented format in the main four dungeons. Like they feel like so similar. Like, people's brains can't handle variation. Like, I really liked the the underground temple, the sage one, the spirit one, where you're kind of, like, building the body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's just a little bit different. Yeah, and having to, like, transport the thing back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a... That was, like, it's still the same structure of do four, four th- things thing yeah. four times, but it's a, it's a f- clever play on the structure, for sure. That was, like, uh, and, really and, interesting, but the main yeah. four are just kind of the same with different flavors. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a little odd. Yeah, overall, I still enjoyed them. It's not like a huge criticism, um, but I would say overall, it was maybe um, a little bit of a disappointment for me because, again, for me, like I said, this game started off so strong because the first thing you do is you get the, the new powers and they're so like out of this world. It feels like you're on like the fourth game in the series when you get Ultra Hand and Reverse all together. And yeah, I was just kind of thinking that like level of quality, that one-upmanship might like permeate into the dungeons. And I think for me, that is maybe the least improved area across the game. And mm-hmm. I really like dungeons in Zelda games. It's kind of like my favorite thing in the game. So it continues to be like a little bit of a weak spot uh, for me, even though, you know, there's plenty in the game, which is amazing. But uh, uh, yeah, I just wish the dungeons were a bit more, I don't know, challenging and thoughtful and... I don't know, they just took longer to figure out. Yeah, and, and you, you said, like, for the fire temple, the, like, where, you know, zooming in and trying to figure out where the rails went, I just, I didn't even use the rails. Cause I know, I was, you can just fucking you know, make a play. <laughs> I know, you can just, you know, which, again, I like that stuff, but it yeah. does, it, it makes it, it makes an easy dungeon already... Uh, it just makes it even easier. That was the You're one dungeon like, where I had to be like, I'm not going to make an elevator <laughs> reverse it. I want to actually solve the vanilla puzzles. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I get it, yeah. But it's, yeah, again. Um, I feel like the only thing left is just talking about side quest stuff. 
and like characters etc because um i don't want to go into it too much um mm. i like from software's design of games where it's gameplay first i'm liking your game i'm just playing your game I, right i kind of like need there to be a very valid reason to stop me in my tracks from playing your game especially if it's a really good game and i'm really enjoying it and the characters and dialogue in this game were not it uh, they were not good enough to demand me to stop over and over and over again for this trivial, like, childish, annoying chatter. Um, mm. I just preferred Breath of the Wild, which had, like, less of that. It was mostly just, like, a couple of people around the world, and then you get to the main cities and you would have, the, you know, the little character moments, which is fine. But, like, Tears of the Kingdom was just full of people who were just chatting nonstop. And again, like all my other complaints, you can ignore it. I was just skipping through all the dialogue and none of it mattered. Uh, I ignored pretty much all the quests in this game, uh, and I actually am glad I did because I found the temple under the ground. I found the Master Sword all without any quest guidance whatsoever. And that made it more satisfying. Uh, I just don't like the quest system in these games. I think From Software and Elden Ring's approach is better. Um, I mean, you can complain about Elden Ring's side quest stuff, but it feels just like like an immersive part of the world. And I just don't want to follow, like, map markers in games like this and talk to characters for, like, 20 minutes. I just, uh, yeah, I think there's just too much of it. Um, but again, there is a lot spam, of that stuff. Spam the B button and you will be free. So there is always that. Yeah, I, I booted up Breath of the Wild to see how many side quests I, I did in that game. And because I really didn't remember any, I, I was like, were there side quests in the first game? And yeah. I looked at, and there were, I did nine. There were nine side quests that I completed in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. I completed 102 side quests in, in this. Um, There's some good yeah. side quests, by the way. I'm more talking about, like, the amount of characters talk in your ear. There's some good side quests. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I completely understand. I, will, I would just say that I, I actually quite enjoy all that stuff uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I, I do agree people talk too much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after a certain, after at like the 80 or not 80 hour mark or so, I was just like, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I don't think I care about what anyone's saying anymore to, uh, for the most part and, and yeah. started spamming it. But like, I, but there was a lot of just, I, I don't know. There's just something about the personality of a lot of the writing that I actually do enjoy. And I, I could, I think we don't need the 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 quest objective repeated eight times in a single interaction but um there were a fair number of funny little uh bits of writing that i came across that i enjoyed um but yeah there's there's a lot more of it the game is definitely full of that stuff and i think the best quests are actually the really more open-ended ones that are like like the treasure hunts the treasure hunts are amazing i love those ones those are excellent uh I would have liked more of those. But again, you know, I would like go into a place and I would get a right. quest. Like someone's having a, a, a mayor battle with a town conflict. And I was like, I don't give a shit, man. Yeah. I'm never fair. doing that side quest. I don't give a fuck. But again, the yeah. game just allows you to ignore it. Right. So for all these things that I like have problems about, that I'm not into, I just didn't do. And then I killed right. Ganon and I just overall had a really good time. And that kind of sums up my like overall journey with tears of the kingdom for now i think um the reason that i put so much time into it was because of the pacing variety for me that's what worked so well is Mm. that mixture of like i'm it's free it's open oh i'm a little tired of that let's go to the depths oh i'm a little tired of that let's go to the sky oh i'm a little tired of that let's go just 
I want to just do like some linear stuff and just follow some quests for a little while. And that loop of just like, as soon as I get tired of one thing, you can just, I just fly away and go do something else. Um, and that was, I think, really what resulted in me putting so much time into it. And I want to keep doing those and probably will over, the, you know, eventually uh, just keep booting it up every now and then and be like, oh, let's just wander around and see what I find and come across some new stuff. I think, uh, I, I, think I might hate side quests in games now. <laughs> I think that's a new character arc I'm going through with my video games. I think I hate side quests. I think I... It depends a lot for me on like weird specific things, whether or not I think a side quest is worth doing. Yeah. I hate like follow a marker and talk to a bunch of characters and then find an item. I, I don't want to do that ever again until I die. Yeah, that's fair. I, I get it. <laughs> I don't I, I'm, do that. I, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 stuff that stuff worked for me. I enjoyed it. Um, I I have a couple. I have two things left, which is like a miscellaneous time, miscellaneous, and then I I did want to just talk briefly about the very end of the game. Sure. Um, I think my biggest complaint probably about the whole game is the lack of small quality of life improvements in a few key areas. Mm, yeah, I know where um, you're going. I think the inventory system is fucking terrible. Yeah, it's so bad. And it it is exactly the same as it was in the first game. They did not improve it at all. I, I'm pretty sure, right? Well, um, in, in Breath of the Wild, you didn't even have like the radial menus that you could scan through. You had to open up like the full menu for every item right. basically so like it's a little better uh, yeah they 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 just need more sorting options they need mm. better ways to find things like when you try to fuse a, a an item like that was the main problem i think with the fusing items to arrows i i didn't experiment enough with that because finding the new like <laughs> yeah. random things just takes so long <laughs> yeah like you're scrolling through your entire inventory, and there's like fifth, like a hundred items in your inventory, and you can fuse all of them to your arrow. And I mean, that's amazing, but also maybe fuck, too amazing. It's too much, yeah. yeah. And like, oh, I'm in the hot zone. Where's my hot armor? It's in here somewhere. Click. And if you're playing it thoroughly, like I have so much armor, <laughs> and yeah. it takes like five minutes to find the little headpiece that reduces hot temperatures. Uh, and I'm just. I fought with it the whole the whole game, and I, I just find it very frustrating when like really obvious quality of life UI stuff, especially, doesn't improve as much as the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a tiny little delay on the button press for your abilities and for swapping weapons and stuff. Mm, yeah. And it fucking drove me crazy i was still encountering it all the way through where it's like no 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 switch to the other thing and i i'm moving too quickly to like switch from auto build to to fuse or whatever yeah 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 and it, it you just have to be slightly more deliberate than you sh than you want to be and it's just it's just a really small little thing but it sort of surprised me that it got didn't get ironed out uh <laughs> that those are the things like the inventory especially and like that applies to quests as well the quest management screen is a fucking oh, disaster yeah. um the map is really noisy there's no filters for like uh, you should be able to hide icons from the map uh you can't do any of that um there's just some weird quality of life ui stuff that i think they really missed the mark on uh mm -hmm, it doesn't that. ruin the game of course but it's just like ah you're so close why what, what's going on here yeah 
Japanese games and UI in general is always a little, <laughs> I don't know, like Elden Ring's UI, you know, um, Final Fantasy's UI. Like, there's just, I feel, I don't know. They just, their sensibilities for UI is always a little different than I've than Western UIs. Yeah. It's very, like, utilitarian and just sort of, like, an a- feels like an afterthought most of the time or, like, it's not very important or they're not bothered by scrolling through a fucking gigantic list. Like, recharging your batteries takes, like, five minutes because you're just like, oh, where's the zone I charge? It's in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Click, 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 click. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, it's a problem. I wish that had been better. Uh, miscellaneous number one. Um, mm. The shrines are really dingy. I don't know why they're so dingy. In Breath of the Wild, they're, like, really, like, well lit. But in Tears of the Kingdom, mm. they're just, like, darker. Um, and I like like all the new like green aesthetics compared to like the orangey blue aesthetics of Tears uh, Breath of the Wild, but it's just dingy, and I don't know why they like lower the lighting in the shrines. I liked like how they were lit better in Breath of the Wild. Um, finding the hole in the ground near the geoglyph is not as good as the old like camera puzzles oh. from Breath of the Wild. It's so lame. Um, I actually quite like the weird like perspective picture puzzles from Breath of the Wild. We have a picture. I don't. To, I don't you, remember those at all. Yeah, you had a picture, and then you had to find the location just using a two D picture and explore oh. the world. And that's how you would find the memories in um, Breath of the Wild. And I like those. I thought they were interesting. Um, and, and in Tears of the Kingdom, it's find a hole in the ground. Yeah, they're yeah. I just don't think that's an improvement. But I appreciate they wanted everything to be a bit different. Uh, just not sure that was the one. Um, again, in Breath of the Wild, when you got a power, you could just use it. But in this game, you have to, like, summon a dude and then walk up to the dude who's running around and click A on him. It's so annoying, Matt. So I think, yeah, I forgot to say it. The companion system, I think, is trash. And you have, you have to, like, reactivate them in the menu every time. It's so annoying. So bad. I never use them. Like, I used Tulin because I went to yeah. the Rito Village first. So I used them for, like a lot in the first 20 hours but then i got annoyed of them just constantly popping up and going away and popping up and going away and i i kept them disabled all of them for the entire game like i didn't use them ever outside of their the key story moments it reminds me of when like a website has like a ui update and it takes two more button presses to do the same thing (laughs) it's like one of those things i'm surprised it wasn't on like a radial menu or something like hold yeah. you know the the power menu and then hit a different button to swap i don't know it's such a clunky system and they're get they all look the same like they're all just blue <gasps> whoa. whoa and you know <laughs> and and they're get in the way like they, they block do get your camera in the and you have to go and find the right one to use their ability yeah it's that whole system i think is just bad yeah like, and it tanks the frame so as well it kills the frame rate yeah it's it, bad addition to the game unfortunately not like if they had just been abilities like Rivaldi's Gale and yeah. all that it would have been so much so better. much better last miscellaneous complaint it's not fun that rain makes you slip down surfaces it's stop doing it it's not fucking fun so shit it's so stupid it's such a pile of shit Why and you can here even again? get the like the froggy suit which like increases slip resistance you still slip with that thing on yeah you have to make like a you can get like a slip resistant <sighs> potion but it's not fun to just like here's a problem go make a potion to get away from the problem or like sleep to the day and make like a fire it's yeah fuck, just no man or you can you know i mean fly around it or whatever but it's i yeah. still encountered it many times of course yeah and it's so annoying it's so shit it's not fun. it adds it adds nothing it adds nothing like it just yeah uh yeah i think for me dude that mostly covers it unless you've got anything left 
Not really. I I just wanted to like briefly touch on the very last, like the Ganon fight. Oh, I mean, spoilers. Right. You fight you fight Ganon at the end of the game, yeah. right? Um, I didn't like the first two phases of that fight at all because I don't know how you're supposed to fight him. Oh uh, yeah, because you don't have to flurry rush. You get to flurry rush. No, ah. I never did that once in the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that so so that's a clunky failing of the game where it's like you have to use the parry and flurry rush and shit like. You have to use that for the final boss, but never anywhere else in the game except for one shrine. Uh, so that fight didn't really work for me. So, I, I mean, I had a good bow and the arrows with high, like the gib, the Gibdo bones or whatever, yeah. which like do like 50. So like you could, I just shot him with arrows and that worked fine, but it felt sort of like anti, very anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, until the third phase. Uh, oh, also the second phase when his health bar grows was maybe the funniest oh, God, thing I've seen so in a good. game. <laughs> I thought it was going to go off the screen <laughs> or like loop around. Uh, that was and so good. It's just so funny that it goes all the way to the far right of the yeah, screen. That's like amazing. it was, it, uh, it was a hysterical moment. Um, but then I thought the third phase was pre- like a pretty fucking good finale. Yeah. I had a good time in the Ganon fight. Uh, honestly, the final phase was a more exciting and epic finale than the like end of God of War Ragnarok. Damn. And it was this little Nintendo switch game, you know, yeah. you're like up in the sky and all this shit is happening with these two huge dragons and you can see the entire map. I thought, yeah, I was kind of blown away by that final, uh, final encounter. Cause I remember the final encounter in breath of the wild, you like fight big Ganon on a horse or yeah, something. He's like a big, he, big boy. He's like a yeah, and I remember being very underwhelmed by yeah. that, and um, this yeah, is so just like the, oh, it's just they're so annoying with how good they are, like game design, like the part where you're skydiving and Zelda like picks you up on her it's nose so, good. so cleanly. Oh god, they're just yeah. showing off. Yeah, and and I had like a really dumb costume on for the last like thirty hours of the game, so every time there was a serious moment, Link was wearing his like a bunny. Like a Easter, <laughs> yeah, he was dressed like the is, Easter yeah. Bunny, and that was hilarious. But they just let you do that, and yeah, yeah I, they, I thought that I was not expecting the finale of the game to be yeah, me neither, good uh, or like worthwhile. But it really was like I when it ended, I was like, "Fuck, that was impressive as hell." Yeah, there's some good like scale cinematic stuff in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think that's yeah. I mean, there's probably a million other things, but I feel like i feel like we we were pretty thorough yeah we were thorough it's, it's overall it's just like one of the like craziest it's, feats of game design ever it really is there's like multiple yeah. parts of this game which i didn't even connect with or really like and i just come yeah. away from the game like kind of stunned yeah i think that's a great way to put it like i put 130 hours into the game and i feel like i barely scratched the surface of the mechanical oh yeah complexity of it and that's just crazy. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be fun to see like Reddit go crazy with the building stuff for like years to come. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I agree. I just sort of come away from it being like, how did they do this? Yeah, <laughs> on this hardware with this franchise, like it's just insane. And I and I don't really know what they do as a follow up. And it's not my problem. They'll figure it out, and I'm sure they'll figure it out in some fascinating ways. But like. It's one of those things where Breath of the Wild felt like very obvious, lots of room for improvement. But this, I'm like, if Zelda, hmm, if the next yeah. one, I can't build vehicles, I'm going to be really sad, you know? Like <laughs> Hot take, I hope you can't. I hope they, they are bold and go in like a big, different direction. I think that would be really cool. Like, I, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm sort of 
50 50 on it because like i just love that you can do that but yeah. also i i'm with you like if they follow the course and just delete all of the mechanics and make all new ones the way they did with tears uh you know it'll probably be pretty insane and amazing because yeah. they'll come up with even crazier ideas so uh yeah i'm fascinated in seven years on the switch two or whatever when it finally comes out what they do with zelda because they've said this is the direction we're making mm -hmm. big crazy games so that's cool uh, i mean how can they go backwards obviously but i have no idea what they do next they're a very clever studio i think uh yeah <laughs> i don't think there's a way that ever surpassed the tool set of tis the kingdom but there are many other places where they could make the game better. So I reckon there is still a chance that, you know, they keep it going in an upward trajectory. But also maybe they do have, like, maybe they can mechanically surpass it. Maybe? What, maybe. what does that even look like? I don't know. So Yeah, it's, it's nice to just, again, play a game where it's just the first game, but much better across the board. It makes yeah. you, like, trust them and be excited about what they're doing next. Yeah, and, and Tears definitely made me think, like I said before, it's like, Elden Ring 2, if, if it followed a similar trajectory, yeah. not, I mean, I don't expect to be able to build vehicles at Elden Ring 2, though that would also be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Just like a second iteration of this format, of this first attempt, could be really pretty crazy for a lot of these, for something like Elden Ring, yeah. Definitely. But all right, do we need to even have a discussion? It's not really a chat for me about where this goes on the tower for now uh where 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 would you put it oh it's, it's top of the tower it's above Elden okay ring. good it's by miles yeah a hundred percent it's the top right it's, it's the yeah, top of the like, tower Elden ring is amazing okay. but this is just like so much more impressive i, I knew for me it was a hundred percent above Elden ring but i wasn't i was a hundred percent sure uh you for know, you I had, I had issues with Elden ring as well uh yeah overall yeah. i had yeah. more fun with Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm just more impressed by it overall, even though Elden Ring's incredible. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think just, like, mechanically, it's... Like, Elden Ring is a big Dark Souls, mechanically, yeah. right? And it and it, it's insane. But, like, Tears is just, on a gameplay level, just so singular and insane uh, that it's... I, I just... It, I think it might be up there for quite a while. <laughs> I would probably agree. Again, I had, you know... I had some issues with it, so if something really good comes along, I could yeah. I could argue above going above Tears of the Kingdom. It's not a perfect game for me, um, but I don't know. Like mechanically, I don't see anything coming close to it for years. I I'm with you. It's one of the most impressive things probably I've ever played. Yeah. Uh, and it's and the fact that it was on this little Switch is all the more crazy. Uh, yeah. Good job, Nintendo. You bastards. You bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was nice to play it like. It's nice to play a Nintendo game, right? Yeah. It's so frustrating. Like they're the big major releases are so infrequent and when they hit they're just so they're so well made and they're just getting so much better and more they're making their more mature games mechanically. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean it's great that we have a another we have a 2D Mario game still for this year. It's double doses of Nintendo is exciting. So Yeah. But I'm struggling to be excited about that. Well, you know, it's still 2D Mario, but it's, yeah, it's not, it's not the next 3D Mario, of course, but <sighs> yeah. yeah where the fuck is that? Nintendo's major, like when they really go for it, they really, <laughs> they really go for yeah, it, don't th they? This Zelda specific team is just like top of the, they're the, insane. They're just yeah. ridiculous. They're magicians, basically. They're top of the tower. They're top of the tower. And that's how we shall end it. Yeah. Apart from that, guys, appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. We'll be back. The tower 
grows ever more. The tower grows ever more. I like that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 